The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley, and I am here from the Berwick Mansion right next to the Pool Room Studios. We are doing it in the kitchen tonight. Uh, we got a very special guest and a very special drink. He brought us some oh, some crushes from Baltimore, hon. You know, he's got those sweet O's we're going to hear tonight. Just kidding. His accent's not that bad, and my accent's not that good. But um, I have a chain-smoking, on-the-edge co-host, Mike Windsor, tonight with me. Mike... How you doing? Are we going to be able to recover? I know you came in a little hot to this pod tonight. Why do you always feel the need to blow up my spot like that? I'm not man? blowing it up. I'm worried about you. I just want you to be happy and healthy and, and you know, it just feels what, like... What do we say on Jill's episode? This podcast is really just a cry for help. Yes, that's what it is. It's just <laughs> Jill Lintowski, uh, who, who was also featured on the pod. I'm talking to our unnamed uh, guest at the moment who happens to know one of our, our former guests. This is a cracker of an intro. I really came in prepared today. Um, no, Mike, how you doing, buddy? You, I, I know you've been traveling a lot. Uh, it's nice to see you back home. Uh, do you have a what's new for us this week? Yeah, um, I'm going to Indianapolis tomorrow. That's damn right. For work, I actually this is kind of this is kind of fun. I'm not going to name the company, uh, but the company that I'm going out there with, I get to take a ride on their private jet. So nice. I'm kind of kind of excited about that. That'll be kind of fun. Um, I'm going to go check out some bars in Indianapolis. I've done this show for like three or four years now. Um, There's some cool bars out there. This is for Power Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, there's this one bar out there in particular called The Mousetrap that I'm going to go scope out. Uh, It's a Grateful Dead bar in Indianapolis. And uh, they like have live shows there. They even, I don't know if they still do it, but they had like literally a... um, uh, radio station inside the bar where they would play music. Okay. It, it's really, really cool. It's a really cool bar, and so I'm really excited to go out there and see if I can't maybe uh, trap myself a mouse, you know? Okay. Um, I have to ask you, are you I, – I have this vision of you going onto a private jet with your own airplane bottles still just because that's the kind of classy guy that you are. Uh, <laughs> what, what are what's the over-under? I mean, I don't assume that they're really going to look through your check bag. I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe I can actually bring my pocket knife with me this time. Is that something that you've been, like, desiring to do? Dude, I feel naked without my pocket knife. I've been carrying one since I was eight years old, and I can't – I usually don't pay to check bags. This is the – this what? is the juxtaposition of a Kansas boy and and a Maryland Maryland boy right here. I I've I don't understand it. why it has to be like that because everybody could carry a pocket knife and they're incredibly handy. I, mean, I know plenty of people that carry a knife on them. I don't know plenty of people that carry a pocket knife on them. It's not 1955. So what they got like a Bowie knife, like I'm some Rambo knife. I'm not saying a Bowie knife, but I'm just saying a simple like you know just a simple like blade for cutting. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I've got. It's a Swiss Army knife. It's just got right. more than just a blade for cutting on this it. This has been such a terrible intro. I am not bringing the energy. <laughs> I apologize. I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm going to chug this Natty Bow. I think it's because we, we again, uh, sparked the conversation about Natty Bow not printing the bottle caps right before we started here. And I'm, I'm still, I'm just furious. My brain is elsewhere thinking about burning Miller cores to the ground. And it just needs to be corrected. But um, 
there's not much other new that we got to talk about. Obviously, we, we touched a little bit on on the wedding, uh, you know, the amazing, amazing wedding that we went to uh, for Tom and Carrie. Um, had an absolute blast there. And I got to say again, man, I've been really thinking about your best man speech that you gave. It was truly inspiring. And I'm heartbroken that we didn't record that for the people. Like, that needed no, to be No, I, I appreciate that. Your speech was great, too, man. And, 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 and honestly, the tips you gave me for that best man speech came in really clutch. You know, so, uh, it's, it's a simple formula for any of our listeners out there that might be involved yeah, in Yeah, give wedding. it to them, because okay. seriously, this was a— I'll this was If you're ever yes. doing a best man speech, this helped me wrap it up so well. I'll let the people know. It's very, very simple. If you are not great at public speaking or you're, you know, you've been selected— Or even if you are, like myself. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you've been selected to be the best man or speak at a wedding or even the maid of honor, it's a very simple formula, okay? You always start every one of these speeches with the mindset that I'm getting in and out five minutes or less, okay? In and out in five minutes, keep it sweet, get the people back to their drinks, back to their party, okay? The first thing that you always say every single time is you thank the bride and groom for being there, allowing you to to share in this wonderful ceremony, and you tell them that both of their parents look beautiful. Look at the bride's mother. Look at the groom's mother. Don't they look amazing in their dresses? Man, look how handsome the, the, the groom's parents look. You always compliment the parents, something like that. After that real quick intro, you tell three stories, and you get your ass out of there. And these three stories are very simple. Story number one. A story from when you knew your connection to the bride or the groom, when you knew them when you guys were young, you tell an embarrassing story about you guys being stupid young kids. Number two, you tell the story about the first time you met their significant other, the person that they're marrying. And then story number three, you tell a sentimental story about your connection, either the bride or the groom. Um, then you say, thank you, I love you, and cheers. And you get the fuck off the stage, and that's your, your best man speech, your maid of honor speech. The, the stories give you great opportunity to still be funny, be entertaining. You know, the first one is a great way to capture the audience by telling that story about when you were both young and stupid and first becoming friends. And it sets the foundation for really why you have this relationship with both of them. And, and kind of, as you know, as you've grown with them, they've grown with each other. It's a really good formula. You can use it as a template, fill in the blanks, get your, get, get your hell off the stage. You know what I'm saying? So that's always a good one. But Mike crushed it. Mike, Mike went very sentimental with it and really brought it home in the end. He, he wove this theme in there um, of, uh, you know, your, be- your friends are the people who push you down but also pick you back up. Oh, yeah. A true, a true friend is somebody who will always be there to pick you up out of the mud, even if they were the ones that pushed you down there in the first place. <laughs> Damn straight. But well, anyway, anyway, enough about me. We're meandering. We're meandering. I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this excited, beautiful face next to you, and I, I just I yes. feel like you and I are being narcissistic. As we always, really are. So. And I asked him. To, I asked him. I said, "Hey, listen. I need you to be quiet until the very, you know, until I introduce you." And unlike most of our guests, he's actually uh, st- sticking true to form there. So I will get us through the rest of this intro. Thank you to all you wonderful listeners. Thank you for listening along. Thank you for drinking along. Um, we really love all the support that you guys have given us, not just on social media, but also on all of our streaming platforms. It helps us so much if you subscribe, rate, and review on all of the different platforms that we have content on. Just giving us five stars on Spotify is a half of a second click of your thumb, but it gets our content and our show out to more people and allow us to keep bringing you great content as we interview more bartenders coast to coast. As always, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms at BRP Drink Along. Um, That is Snapchat, 
uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. We have a ton of cool content going on there. Uh, Mike's been doing some really cool things with the Snapchat. So please hop on there and support us. Share us with people you know. Um, if you really, really want to support us, two things that you can do. Number one, you can recommend a bartender for the show. Please DM us. Let's get more cool people in your area from your local bars on this podcast and keep growing this community. Second thing you can do is you can help us out by grabbing some of our merch um, at prodigydtg.com backslash the bartender rant. We have our really cool designs by um, uh, Rachel Campaneshi from Campo Designs up there, including the gauntlet ticket design, which has been uh, really popular recently. And you can also leave us a tip. That can really help Mike and I travel, take this pod to the next level. We uh, just sat down and started putting together our plans to go out to Denver and interview a bunch of bartenders out there. We're going down to St. Pete's and down to Florida to interview a bunch of bartenders down there. So with your help, uh, we can keep growing the show in this community. If you do want to send that PayPal tip, um, our account is the bartender rant podcast at gmail.com and we really appreciate that if you do tip us what are we going to do mike we're going to take a page straight out of small town murders book and we're going to list your name at the end of that next episode and send us what your favorite drink is and we'll list that as well that's right so you can get your shout out and your drink shout out um, give us your money that's no, I'm just right kidding. No, we, really. we love you guys we really do appreciate you guys listening along i still i dm some of our previous guests and uh some of our, our fans and stuff and it's it's so cool connected with you guys it, it really is, is. We, we, we we love that you guys are having fun with the show steve and i are having fun with it and yeah we're, we're gonna keep it rocking and rolling either way so mike and i always struggle with monetizing any part of this because this is something we really are just passionate about and we just want to grow this community so this is not about um this is not about really looking for any big contribution if you guys can throw a dollar here or there it's so helpful for us so um last thing reminder the first monday of every month is our industry night happy hour in lieu of that we are going to actually be doing a special feed for this episode that you are hearing right now there will be a video uh a recording of us doing this episode up what live. are you so talking you can, about i mean I, it's scrap all this, this it's is recording bullshit. right now you can scrap it fuck you <laughs> figure know. it out in post-production yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking Look, about the, the, the we point... were supposed to do a live streaming and steve didn't get it right, all right so let's let's let's, let's <laughs> look it's it's recording right now i'm putting it up for anybody that wants to listen to it oh this you mean like been... how we post our podcast on spotify and apple Podcasts? this has been the <laughs> most this has been the most awkward intro we've ever done right now i don't know I'm what it is. there's you, a lot man. of there's a lot of tension in this room, but we're going to turn it around because we have an incredible guest. Coming up right now, we have Casey Jones and the Orange Crush. All right, guys, I'm here with my wonderful friend, Casey Jones. He has brought with him the Orange Crush cocktail. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing well. That fantastic. was a fantastic long-ass intro. Yes. I was biting my tongue so much. So much. I appreciate so it. Much. Does it remind you of the times when you were a kid and you acted out and you had to go sit in the corner and No, and it not reminds speak me of every time I've ever worked with you in life. Like, that's what it <laughs> At least he came prepared. He <laughs> knew what he was getting into. Yeah, hold on. You know that that's not true. My guy never stops talking. You take as much air out of the room as I do. This is, I mean, I feel like, you know, I usually fight with Mike on this pod. It's about to be more contentious. I'm going I'm to give you this back. Yeah, you, took, you took so long. I had to drink yeah, Give me my beer back. Thank you. I had to drink so So, Casey, Casey, before we get started, I, I do have a question for you. Lay it on me. And th- this might be a point of contention for you, but what do you feel that you resonate with more with your name, Casey Jones? Is it the Grateful Dead or is it Ninja Turtles? 
That's a great question. And first off, had I been allowed to speak in the intro, I would have been like, the whole reason I'm here tonight is because my man's going to the mousetrap. But <laughs> you've been to the mousetrap? No, it's he's going. Come on, man. Understand the segues here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a grateful dead Generationally, it, that's, that's the distinction, right? Is like when uh, if I'm speaking to someone probably like over 40, they're like, all about the Grateful Dead. They're like, yeah. Dad, do you know your name? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I know my fucking name, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Driving that train. <laughs> our generation, you know, people under 40, I, I mean, I don't know how you, I'm, I'm 33, so my generation, like, they're all about TMNT. So yeah. I've had to just develop a fondness for both so that I yes. don't, like, snap. So and, you're versatile. And, yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, You know, years ago, Casey and I uh, had a... I don't even know what you'd call it, like a pseudo half-assed business meeting together where a colleague mm. of mine mm. uh, did not d- did not prepare me, okay, for this meeting, but walked in blazing to Casey's office, not telling me that he was an insane Grateful Dead fan, loaded with about 40 Grateful Dead stickers and was just like, here, man, check out all these stickers I brought for you. No, no, gift- R- hold on. What Were these stickers all about, like... You know, a quarter inch by a quarter inch, like just on one piece yeah, of paper with one tabs. print. Yes. Yeah, it was acid. Okay. No. I'm just trying to figure uh, that out. Here. No, no, no. They were all like grateful. <laughs> they were all Grateful Dead stickers, and uh, I don't know. I, I felt like it was a, it was a nice gesture, but it was an odd gesture. For Zero one, recollection of this story. That's well, how odd gesture for one man to give together. to another as <laughs> like a first time meeting gift. But anyway, um, Casey, what really motivated you at the end of the day to come on the show? I know I badged you about it a couple times. I mean, you just moved back to town. Yeah. Um, Sucker for punishment, I think. Yes. Uh, okay. Glutton for punishment. Um, you miss me. No, I think, we're going mean, to take away. good care of you. Don't 100% worry. 100% missed you as a person. But I think what really motivated me to do this is because I, even though I'm not bartending anymore, I have such a fondness, A, for every bartender that I've ever met, and B, the industry itself. Like, I'm the guy that's, like, now not a bartender who's at the bar, like, Calling out upsells, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like that old guy who's like, oh man, way to add the bread to the check. Like, swear to God, dude, like I have so much respect. Um, and, and just like love, loved my time in the industry. And that's that's why I was really motivated to yeah. talk, even cool. though I've been out of the game for a little bit. When I, think, yeah. when I think of this business to this day, you know, I think like it, it's natural that you go to very specific memories, almost like vignettes of, uh, of days that you've had in the bar that are tough or like people that you worked with that you that made an impact in the sense that maybe they were good, maybe they were bad, maybe they were just completely insane, but they're memorable and you cannot forget them. And despite our wonderful friendship that we share, yeah, you're one of those people, man. Like I, I can't even think about my service industry experience without, you know, your chapter in it. I now, appreciate that. I mean, you did hire me, you were my boss, and – you're, you were blind leading the blind, my an friend. interesting person to work for. So uh, we're going to get into all that, but uh, let's talk about the drink you brought. Um, you know, I asked Casey as a true blue Baltimorean um, to really think about what he wanted to bring on the show. He looked through some of our, our episodes and he realized nobody, nobody had touched the orange crush. Yes. In my opinion, one of the most underrated drinks Ever, right? Yeah. Because I, it's a souped-up screwdriver, okay? And only in Baltimore is it really a thing. Like, Is that right? 
I've I've lived. It's a Mid Atlantic drink. Oh, I will okay, say that sorry. it's grown. No, no, but he's right. No, he's I'm, right. I'm genuinely curious because yeah. like I I never had an orange orange crush until I moved to Baltimore. Crush. Um, I think yeah. crushes as a drink are native to this area. Yeah, I I don't know. I I haven't looked up the etymology on it. I have no idea. Oh, if we're that's getting the right that. word. We're but, getting to that. Yeah, these guys, the, the research assistants, did all that. But I've been all over the country, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> no, just I love it. The, yeah. the research assistant sitting yeah, there. <laughs> Take your hat off, Steve. Yeah. Come on. Um. Yeah, we're uh, we'll look like twins at that point. You but, do that? <laughs> but I've been all over the country and like never seen it. Never anywhere I've gone. Like been to Florida, been to California. Just lived in Texas for three years and just nowhere, right? Like, hmm. and I mean, it's a great drink for a hot day, and you take a place like Texas. Yeah. Why? Why is yeah, it there? Like, yeah. All you get is margaritas down there. So it we're also talk about the crush. It's know? also a great natural sell. Like anybody who's not from Baltimore, not from Maryland, when they come to a bar in your area and you say, "Hey, do you want a crush?" and they go, "What's that?" It's the easiest sell in the world. Oh, it's fresh squeezed juice. It's you know, it's vodka of the same flavor. And they go, "Oh, sure, I'll yeah. try one." They like it every time. It's get an easy drunk, sell. Hydrate yeah. you at the same time. Like, what more can you ask for? Get in your OJ. <laughs> Getting your vitamin C. Yeah, Sorry. fantastic stuff. Didn't talk into the mic. First timer over here, folks. My bad. No, it's okay. Uh, when can I make this thing? No, you I'm can make it, it right bed. now. You okay. can make it right now. So, look, <laughs> um, I, I, I think the last thing I'll say about it, to your point, is I don't think that there is another drink that is more associated with an area or a city other than, like, a Manhattan, right? Being, obviously, Manhattan. This drink is Baltimore. Yeah. Every bar in Baltimore 100%. makes one. Every bar in Maryland makes one. You know that. what I think we should do? I think we should... I think we should campaign to make it the official drink of Preakness, because Ooh. who's drinking a mint julep anymore? Uh, first off, <laughs> a mint julep is not the official drink of Preakness. Is it not? It is not. Is, that, is it the Black Eyed Susan? Is it the, bl- the, 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 what's the, the official drink? drink of Preakness is the Black Eyed Susan. The official drink of, of the Kentucky Derby is the mint julep. All right, and, so I, mm-hmm. and you know me. It's not an orange crust. You know that's, me. That's I love a mint julep. We're going to go to the fridge here, because our... Oh, oh shit! I forgot. Ice. I forgot to get the ice. Come on, Hold Steve, on. Get it together. Yeah, grab man. the ice. It's in the. Uh, it's in the ice box. There. Oh, yeah, you ever got? You ever gotten ice before? Yeah, it's in the freezer. Yep. All right, Steve. Why, why don't you? While while he's doing that, why don't you tell the people a little bit? All right, yeah, I'm gonna tell you know. This, well, so crush. so Casey's uh Casey's gonna be putting together the drink for us here. Why don't you tell us a little bit just quickly as you're assembling it how you make your uh orange crush? Well, usually I I don't um. Usually I don't pour it into a mini shot glass in order to measure it. Yeah. Usually I give it a good solid, you know, they tell you one and a half ounces, but really we're giving it at least two ounces of liquor today. Steve's got a bedtime. We're going to give it. You know, oh, I quit my job last week, baby. Give oh. me three ounces. I don't care. <laughs> make them fat. Here we go. We're going to, and like Steve said, you know, you can do these in many flavors. Today we're going with the classic, you know, the OG Yes. Of, our, uh, yes. of crushes in general. In the, fact, the OGOJ. Yes. In fact, when I actually take an orange crush order, I actually write OG on my server pad. I do. Wow. A lot yeah. of stuff people don't care about. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> First thing you're doing is you're taking vodka of the flavor yes. of the juice, right? Yes. So we got fresh squeeze OJ. We're going to put OJ vodka in there. The point of the crush, though, if I could just take a second and have a broader conversation is fresh juice and vodka of the same flavor like it we we would have blueberry lemonade watermelon any flavor grapefruit's also a hugely popular one right any mm-hmm. flavor you can think of if you can juice it 
you can crush it. That's all I'm trying to say. Wow. If you can juice it, you can crush it. That's, that's a t-shirt right there. There's a t-shirt. <laughs> so we're also going to pop a half shot of triple sec in there. Now, for the, we've talked a lot about triple sec on this pod. It's just a citrus kind of mixer liqueur that allows a lot of different flavors to blend together. It's really good in a drink like this. Um, it does have kind of like a connotation of being orange, but it's truly like a citrus mixer. So most uh, margaritas are going to have a little triple sec in them. A lot of other cocktails are going to be common to that. So um, after the triple sec, we got obviously the fresh squeeze OJ. Got fresh squeeze OJ. So you're really going to go almost to the top here. Almost to the top. We're not shaking. We're not doing anything crazy. We're just rolling the drink, popping it right back into the pine glass. And Steve is really grabbing the main thing here. A lot of the people who are calorie conscious, they're asking for soda water, and the best bartenders are just telling them no. We're just saying it's <laughs> right in there. Fuck them. That's what it gets. Fuck them. You need a little lemon and lime in your life. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, or oranges. Hit, you've got oh, lemon lime. Sorry. And I don't know and if you know. I don't know if you noticed. I bought the fifty cent uh, Sprite cans today yeah. because I love how crispy they are. A hundred percent. You, you know? get these at your corner, uh, like pizza spot. The place is making, making you that, <laughs> that you, hot sir. and ready Thank pizza. You, you can probably get them from Little Caesars. The thing about <laughs> Steve missed the garnish. I will say, uh, we will note that. Usually comes with an orange slice garnish. Yeah, well, we squeezed them all. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I went, I went juice over garnish. My guys know. over here, he's squeezing oranges. It's going everywhere. I, I listen. I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. Um, and I'm really upset that I'm almost. Rec- I'm kind of upset that I'm recording this one. I have been a train wreck today. Okay, I've gotten nothing right. Um, I'm in the process of, as I've mentioned a couple times, quitting my job. My last day is this Friday, and I'm winding down my accounts. Mm-hmm. And I put that in quotes because. Man, uh, nobody picked up the phone today. It was a lot of voice, really, really awkward voicemails. Um, a lot of just me wandering around my house, uh, cleaning things as I was trying to get work done. I've clearly not set us up properly, you know, to had all day for this. But yeah, yeah, just, had, had just the whole day. Had just be glad that he actually brought fresh oranges because that's Don't that's even that's, start that's, with me. that's Don't something even start that with me. you know, especially with a crush, you really need fresh squeezed 100%. orange juice. That's why they call it yeah. a crush, right? Because you're crushing the oranges. Well, Mike, know? it's funny you should say that actually. Is it? Why they call it that? I do have some history here on our drink. Oh. Um, you know, a lot of people do believe that the name Ooh. crush comes from the pressing of the orange or the fruit. If anybody is actually from Baltimore, from Maryland, <laughs> or Casey come here and, and, and seen the actual crust machine, it's it's a giant press with a handle on it. And as you pull it down, you know, yeah, people uh, have seen a fucking juicer yeah. before. Uh, you know, you think you think so, but I have I have people who are not from the uh, the the Delmarva area, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia it's, area. It's really the fastest way to Carpal Tunnel for a time. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's great. Wondering what well, it some like. of the nice ones, you know, but you never end up at a bar with a nice one. Yeah. But who does? You know, who and, does? and if is you are a nice at a bar one? that sells a lot of orange crushes, I would venture to guess it's rusted and it di- and you have to literally yeah. put your whole body weight in it Bro, to crush that orange. We would grind through gears. We would let at, literally uh, at one of the restaurants I worked at. We did so many orange crushes in a summer. Those juicers. We would literally chip off the gears of the, yeah. the lever, and yeah. we would wow. have to get more. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of people, <laughs> one forearm would be like out to here, the other one atrophy. Like I'm, it's not even a joke. <laughs> a lot of people think that the the name of the crush originally came from that process of crushing it. 
There's still some debate on it, but what it really has a connotation to is when you have the fresh juice in the glass with the vodka, and it's all kind of like swirling around, and you can see that it's like really fresh squeezed juice. It's not like one clear opaque color. It kind of looks like the crush of a wave is the idea. That's that's apparently what the original well, inventor of the drink says. So so poetic. I'm just telling you, I mean. man. I'm just telling what the people say. So I did a little uh, uh, research into the history of this drink. Um, it has been debated, but appar- but apparently the the main school of thought is that this drink was originally invented in Ocean City. People had been making kind of an amalgamation of this drink. You know, maybe it's fresh squeezed orange juice, uh, a souped up screwdriver, as you said, from time to time. But one particular bartender, a guy named Philip Lewis, who worked at Harborside Bar and Grill in Ocean City, Maryland, was trying to come up with a summertime drink that would be very refreshing, and the whole idea was to beat the heat. So, you know, they have a ton of oranges on hand, they have all this orange vodka on hand, and they put the two together. Fresh squeezed um, orange juice, Smirnoff orange vodka, um, and Florida or California oranges, which apparently when he first invented the drink, he topped off with with, uh, Sierra Mist. Which, to me, no. Come on. Sprite over Sierra missed any day of the week. But, um, yeah, it's crazy that the origins of this particular cocktail, unlike so many drinks that we've had on the show, goes back 25 years. It's not that old of a of a drink. It's more of a – this is kind of more of a modern cocktail in the grand scheme of the ones that we've talked about on the show, which is – you know, I didn't go too much more I, – I could tell you all about – Harborside, how this this cocktail really put them on the map and made them a ton of money. But that's what I really took away from the history of this drink as being so interesting. There are still cocktails to be created. Mm. I, I think still to this day, if there's a creative bartender out here listening to this, go in the bar, mix it up, like try to come up with something new, put a little tweak on a drink. You know, um, I think in our last episode or two episodes ago, you heard about the Dukeela which was um, essentially like a margarita made with kombucha, and that was delicious. So, was it? I, I, yeah, it wasn't, it, it, was it, awesome. it wasn't bad. He, he, it was, it was an attempt to um, be a healthy alcoholic. Yeah, and yeah. that's not, that's okay. not, that's not on. Uh, There's no judgment. Do. I just like just like this is fresh squeezed orange juice and orange vodka. It was probiotic and probiotic put together yeah. into a glass. But wow. um, no, I mean. The point is, be creative. You know, that term mixologist uh, is one step away from mad scientist. So everybody get there behind the bar. Come with a new drink. You never know. You might make up the next Orange Crush, which I think would be kind of cool. Not only are you a podcaster, you're an evangelist. That's right. I'm on my soapbox, baby. (laughs) I might be on my soapbox in flip-flops, but I'm on my goddamn soapbox. Might as well be in a tent. 95 degrees, snakes. Passing around snakes, yeah. You know, it's funny. When I I was a kid, my parents told me I would either be the dictator of a small banana republic or a televangelist. They told me those were the only two routes for me in life, just based on my personality. The the manager of a banana republic? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) A very small... All right. All right. Well, I don't want to keep us uh, held up here, especially at my expense. So That's, that's definitely what today is going to be, just us chirping, Steve. Well, that's just about every episode. You haven't listened I mean, to it, but you need to understand that this show is all about me being the straight man and everybody else taking pot shots at me. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I've listened to every episode. So, I don't believe that, but I will get, we'll get started <laughs> with our service industry overview. We call it our drinkton. You know, obviously people flexing on, on, on LinkedIn, trying to say, here's my career. We, I want to hear a little bit of your background in the service industry. So mm. three simple questions. First... How'd you get into the business? Second, tell us about some of the positions you've held, some of the bar, different bars you worked at, and then where are you now? Are you in the industry or are you out? All good questions. Yeah. Uh, 
Where did I get started? Poplar Inn, Dundalk, Maryland. Wow. Um, 14 years old, got a worker's permit. I was wearing hemp flip-flops. Where are you now? I walked, I walked from my high school that issued the permit to every restaurant until I got a job. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it was it was the second restaurant. I'm not like it wasn't. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, love you, I love how you built it up. I walked every 16 restaurant miles in the it was, uphill both it ways. Get, it was far enough to get a blister in flip flops, but oh, should, yeah. let's be honest, like I shouldn't have been wearing flip flops in the first place. Um, Nobody should. So I was a unless you're by a pool. And obviously parlayed my exactly like this guy. Come on, man. The microphone is sensitive equipment here. We're trying to have a podcast. Sorry. Excuse me. Goddamn animal out here. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so got that job, kept going, joined the Marine Corps after the Marines. Uh, what was the Poplar Inn like? Sorry, I don't Poplar Inn. Sorry, no, no. Keep me, keep me on target. Here. I mean, Poplar Inn. I, is, I hate interrupting Marine about no, the Marines. No, no, my God. Like, I have nothing <laughs> to talk about. Disrespectful that is. Love my time, but man, I, I don't like. It's not something. Are we talking about the Poplar Inn or? <laughs> no, the Poplar Inn is a great place. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Poplar Inn is this like dive bar restaurant in dundalk which for anyone who doesn't know what dundalk is we would just be very polite in saying that it's a blue collar town right wow yeah (laughs) very polite very polite my god if you take trailer park boys with a like half southern accent you probably nailed dundalk and i'm from there so yeah but you got to drop their trailer park on the docks yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's the other yeah. Thing. If the trailer park was next to a, a river with polluted everything, but um, yeah, and instead of a, instead of a rum and coke in hand, it's just a crush all the time. Yeah. yeah. hundred percent. I mean, crush is crush is like stepping out drinking Dundalk. Yeah. Like, you got a Miller like you just got a bonus more, or a promotion. Yeah, PBRs, you got a, you got a fifty speak. cent raise. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> getting crushes that night. It's crazy. funny because anybody who does listen to this who's from Baltimore, they hear Dundalk. They know what the word the the word is so potent here. Oh right? yeah. Right. You say Dundalk here, it's like, I, I this is going to be a bad comparison, but it's like saying something like South Central when you're talking, or like Compton when you're talking to somebody in LA. In the really? sense, in the really, sense that it's notorious. <laughs> so. In the sense that it's notorious. <laughs> I think that's hyperbole. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of what comes out of Steve's yeah, mouth is. It's, <laughs> not, it's not violent. It's just like. Thank you. I, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, it's the same. Well, when you say just, South Central, in the sense think, like, that it's notorious. This kid grew up ducking shots. Let me ask like, you a question. <laughs> ask, hold on. Hold on. Let's stick on that. I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to sink into this for a second. All right. I've been to LA once or twice. I don't know anything about that area, but I know the name of it. Why? Because it's infamous. Okay, Dundalk is infamous in that same sort of way. Not for the same reasons. Not for the same reasons, but in that same sort of way. I think you're off base. You know, I, I to know, be man. fair, I actually I know a rapper from Dundalk, so. Oh wow! Did he make it big? No. Little little known <laughs> fact: the uh, the inventor of Elmo is from Dundalk. So. Really? Why don't everyone? Yeah, like you. I mean, you got to find any like any string yeah. you can pull on where I'm. Do you have a good uh, Do you have a good Elmo impression? No, absolutely not. I don't <laughs> That's actually Marine Corps. And, and, uh, and Marine Corps. <laughs> contrary to popular belief, the Elmo accent is not the Dundalk accent. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Anyway, depends sorry. on what time of night. So, uh, what was the next question? I derailed what you, was the right? Next so you started at the popular, yeah. popular end. It was this popular, bro. Like nice a popular. Bro. What not were you the doing? Popular. There? I was a busboy. All right, busboy. Right. Hating bread. Yeah, man. Dishing. Doing hey, dishes, humble all roots, the good blue stuff. collar, baby, oh just gosh. like the neighborhood. Hey. That's right. So you Happy go into the it. Marine Corps, but you come back in the service industry after yeah. that. How did yeah. you kind of get back into the business? Job as a busboy. Oh, right. <laughs> where was it? Where was that? At? I, I, my first job out of the Marine Corps was this like 
place called the Townhouse, which was open for about six months in Baltimore. Okay. And I got a job there and immediately had my worst, one of my worst experiences with restaurant management. So that, those two words stuck together for anyone who's been in the industry is like, you either get the best person on earth yeah. or you get the worst person on yep. earth, right? Yep. And I distinctly remember, this is not one of my bad stories. This is just like why I quit there. I was walking through the dining Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. I got to pause you here. Save this for a quitting and firing story. Okay, Save okay. Save this for quitting okay, and firing okay. story. So, All right. We'll so get into that. So I so, worked at the so, townhouse. So, te- uh, so tell us, where what's that next position? You're messing you, with me now. I, I know. It's, it's, I it's, got it's, plenty of horror stories. Bro. I know. Like, I, got, I know. And we're going to get into all of them. Stories. We're going to get into all of them. But how, uh, how do you kind of make your way up in the business? What are the, some of the other positions you've held? After uh, well, one of the fastest ways to make your way up in the business is drinking on the job. I think we all know that. Um... No, like, I really did get caught drinking caramel vodka there. Like a, oh, like a child. Like, just oh, a child. Like, I was... Straight was out of the bottle? Just or? no street sense in that, in that uh, like, that decision. Because I was like, let me just drink this thing that no one drinks. And obviously the bar manager was like, hey, man, no one buys this. And it's disappearing. Like, what are you doing? I was like, just trying to help out, bro. Like, I'm just trying to move the product. Um, no, but... So I, I just worked hard, right? Like, you... You know, you, you work hard, you always be moving, and you don't give the manager time enough to, like, talk to you. Flat out, right? <laughs> That's actually great advice. I've never heard you yeah, put it, it like really that. Is. No, like, it, but that works. Like, if you're a 16 You and I do have very similar kid, working you just, styles. You just boom, boom, boom. In the sense that it's very high energy, go, 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 like, get shit done kind of thing, but I've never heard I've never it. seen you get anything Oh, done. shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. You know, oh, except, you'd be sorely disappointed if you yeah, checked our uh, social media pages. Yeah, you see all the work, all yeah, the great work he's doing on there. Oh my gosh, a Steve Haley on Service Bar. It looks like a ribbon. It looks like an Olympic. Get floor the fuck out of here! Not once ever. Like, I don't want to. Oh my god. Guy. Yeah, probably because um, never mind. Probably because somebody <laughs> wasn't doing inventory. Probably yeah, someone was setting me up for success. Old you know, Jake Snyder, you're gonna call him. Wow, we're using names. Don't shake that. Don't shake that out. Leave that one on there. A spineless oh, prick. What a great guy. What a great guy. <laughs> so anyway, I I got uh I left the townhouse because I got a job at this place called Slancha, Irish pub, Fells Point, Baltimore. If you've never been, you don't need to go. You're not missing that much. Uh owner's kind of a prick, but hey, you know, he did his thing. But had one of the best GMs ever in in uh a retired state trooper. He was our GM. Gave me a job, started as a bar back, running food. And this is like a... Hired me. Good man. Yeah, good dude. Um, Against that better judgment. <laughs> definitely. And I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, never would have happened. But yeah, he gave me a job as a bar back, running food up this historic house in Fells, three flights of stairs. Uh, graduated the bartender by doing the same thing, just working hard. And then, then they promoted me to go open up a place. And that's where I met Steve. And... Then I quit that job because the owner was trying to make me work. Well, like, we'll get into you know. that. All right. Oh, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. So, anyway. these segues. I'm bad at podcasts. No, it's okay. It's okay. Talk, you know? All right. So, this, uh, this guy's got okay. chapters hey, and shit. Hey, baby. This is just that we're just touching on the drinking for the people. We're just trying oh, sorry, to give them sorry, an sorry. idea. So, well, you've you done some bussing, you've done some yeah. bartending, and you end up parlaying this hard work into managing. Is that yeah. is that your last stop? You've been, are you, like, where are you now? In restaurants? Yeah. Is that my last stop? No, no, no. Um, You. And we don't need to get too into it, but yeah. you've managed a couple other places or bartended in other places. So what I actually did 
after I got out of like bartending proper, right, uh, and managing full time is actually just like helped a lot of people who I had worked for do stuff, right? So like at their restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't like calling it consulting because it like I wasn't like getting paid massive amounts of money. They were just like compensating me for my time. But um, I helped uh, the last one. I helped a like a a chef. Just, like, do stuff, like, with her operations, like, balance her books. You know, you do every position in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and you pick up some stuff, and she just, like, was a great chef, but couldn't make the business stuff work as well as she wanted to. Uh, so, helped her, and then I helped open a couple restaurants with my, uh, one of the owners that I worked for. I think, and but I yeah, don't, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to speak into who you are in the business, but from, from, like, a third-party perspective, as I mean, you were my manager. I watched you work, and I watched you also work with the guy that you referenced, our, our old GM, State Trooper. Both of you share this ability to when complete chaos is happening, it's it's this amazing sense of calm that you have. You guys have a baseline about you to where He's a fucking Marine. I mean... Well, you know, that's that's kind of the point, you know? Yeah, not tough. We, I'm, we, I'm not tough. We joke, we joke about sometimes this business, like when you're behind a high volume bar, you're like in the trenches. But I mean, there is some, there is some level of like operational control that like a good manager in this business needs to understand that it is, you could be pulled in any different direction. You, I think um, the trauma parlor episode is a great example of this to where the one bar manager at that bar that they used to always play at, uh, play at had a glass guy on retainer to fix fix the glass in the front of his building because he knew that people would get into a fight and get thrown through that glass constantly. So he had a glass guy on retainer to where he could fix the glass in the front of the building in less than 24 hours and his bar would be up and running again. I this still think is, it was a racket. I know. Uh, I agree with you. put bars on both sides. I agree with you. But my, my point being is there is like some level of, of like uh, innate problem solving that this job puts you in as you continue to grow higher and higher and higher to where you get to a point where you can help, you can be doing operations consulting and helping people run their business. So I, I think that's that. kind of cool. I appreciate it. And you know, it's it's funny. It's clearly led you to what your calling is in life, which is doing this stuff at a much grander scale. I wouldn't, I don't know what my calling is. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. But maybe what you're good at right I have now. I so much appreciation for people who find their calling, just in general. Mine mm-hmm. is to yell into a microphone and I, for yeah, money. Yeah, like I feel like you just Hopefully because, you get there because I make really good money now. It's yeah. like you found your calling, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I just kind of lucked up, but yeah, that's I don't just think the way I, I don't. Th- I don't say you. I, I I don't use that. What's cliche. my calling? Golf? No, I don't. I, it's catch, no, catch me on the tour from the times that we played <laughs> together. Absolutely not. Um, I, I I don't use that cliche. Uh, spicy. I don't use that cliche because of any uh, like yearly compensation or salary. I use that cliche I, because it feel like I saw you in multiple roles outside of the restaurant business, oh yeah. and it seems like you succeed and and really thrive when you're handling problems. You're yeah. solving problems for people. That that seems to be what you are incredibly Bro. gifted at. Grow up with a drunk dad, and you know you gotta solve shit all the there time. There you go. You figure it out for yourself. You figure it out for yourself. Oh, I'm an open I'm book saying. here on the bartender, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's what we, we like it. around we here. Yeah. Well, all right. So that's that's a good. Re- that's kind okay. of a good. So drink in's the, good. Drink in's good. I think we can close okay. it down. Are you still? Right. So are you still in the business? Yes. I'm not. I'm only in the business of promoting my neighborhood. Goddamn which right. Which is Hamden and Baltimore. That's right. That's, and, that's and, the industry. And Dundalk. And Dundalk. Try the Poplar and or Poplar Bar. Poplar's gone. 
Oh, really? I drove, so I just moved back to Baltimore. Uh, We're four, happy to have you. Five days ago. Oh, so wow. obviously I I drove through the uh, I drove through Dundalk on my way to Key City Brewing. Can I like shout out a brewery that I just love? You can save the, that. Just the, save it. Just save it. Okay. We're come. We're gonna come all, right. all this. We're oh my gosh! This. Don't, don't listen to me on. Don't listen to him. I'm just Casey. so proud of that place for being a brewery that's reputable from my town. Right? It's great, man. So I had to do trivia there. Rolled through Dundalk. You had to. Like my, you had to do it. Yeah, that's where all my buddies do trivia on the uh, on Thursdays. Uh, so I went. And so I go by the Poplar, and it's definitely not the Poplar anymore. It just says restaurant on the side. <laughs> Are like, you kidding me? Restaurant? It has no name. It has no name but restaurant. It says restaurant. And I was like, all right, I guess the Poplar's gone. But I, I didn't go in. I wasn't going into that place. Well, R.I.P. the Poplar. Let's, let's put a cheers up in yeah. the air. These, by the way, these you can pour it out on this are carpet. delicious. You can pour it on this carpet. It's, these are, I mean, they, you really it's, should. It's I mean, not much more than a bachelor pad in here. Uh, pour it on the pool I table. Mean, come on. Come on. Don't touch the pool table. I just refelted <laughs> that bitch. Okay? All right, that's my baby. That's, that's what it. you do when you're above 30 and single. You just <laughs> refelt your pool table on the on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not working. <laughs> Shit. All right. You have made it to the gauntlet. This is the top ten questions that we have put every single one of our guests through. Are you prepared, my friend? Am I trying to answer for speed or for No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing about this pod oh. is is for speed. I've Nothing noticed. that we do I've is for noticed. speed. Especially posting episodes weekly. We don't certainly do <coughs> that for speed. So, okay. Um, hey, I'm ready? working on it, man. It's a lot. Ah, it's okay. For sure. it's okay. <laughs> I was just that out. you know what? I was feeling particularly attacked. I felt like I had to throw a barb your way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sure. Are you prepared? Sure. Ready. Yeah. For Ready anything, to go man. into the you fire. You just complimented me on my problem-solving ability, and now you're like, All right, we're just, well, you know. Ask me if I can answer a couple questions. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Here is the gauntlet. All right, Casey, we're here. We have our orange crushes in hand. They're mm-hmm. delicious. Appreciate that. Fighting off the scurvy. Um, question number one of the gauntlet. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Tell us about some of your industry pet peeves, uh, coworker pet peeves, or even um, even you know patrons. Or tell us any misconceptions that people might have about the business. Mm. 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 Commiserate. Um, probably biggest pet peeve is probably customers who have just no situational awareness, right? And I hate it, but I understand it, right? It's like a, you know, like you have a little brother who gets on your nerves. Like you love him, but like you also hate him, right? Okay. Like it'll the only be like, difference is you, you can't push your customer down and get yeah, away with it. Exactly. <laughs> right? You can't kick him in their knees uh, or slam the door on their face. Yeah. Um, but like asking for complicated drinks when it's the busiest. This is like classic stuff, right? I'm not saying anything new. Complicated shot order on the busiest day of the year. You're asking me for some mixed shot on St. Patty's Day when I work at an Irish pub. Now, now, if you ask for a uh, a car bomb on St. Patty's Day, that's one thing. But if you ask for like some crazy other shot on St. Patty's Day, like you need 17 mind erasers. Yes, by by on crazy St. other shot, I mean any other shot that's not straight whiskey or liquor of some sort. Like the craziest you should get when a bar is busy is I'd like that shot chilled. But outside of that, like, then just, like, don't. You know? Like, those 
Those girls aren't going to know the difference. If you give them cold tequila or a green tea shot, like, they don't care. They don't care. They don't <laughs> care. They could ask you for a green tea shot, and you could give them whatever you want, and they won't care at the end of the day. Right? Now, they won't care or they won't notice. Exactly. And that's, that's a pet peeve of mine. That's a pet peeve of mine. Misconceptions. Um, misconceptions are the question, what do you really want to do? That a customer would ask a bartender. Oh, we've kind of touched on this before. Uh, I'm sure. So you what do you? These so what do you really want? What do you? What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. What do you really want to be? What do you? And even as like a customer now, like I find myself doing it, and I'm like, stop, man. Like there's people that make great money doing this, mm-hmm. and they love to do it. I literally, like, I've thought about it. Obviously, like you know, when I got married. My wife put the kibosh on all that, but uh, <laughs> that's a story for a different part of the gauntlet. But um, <laughs> that's that's really it. It's like you don't have to be doing other stuff, you know. Like yeah. it could just be what you love to do in the world. Yeah, because yeah. bringing people joy is what you do as a bartender, and that feels pretty good. Yeah, I, you know it's funny the two of your the two examples you just gave the pet peeve and the misconception almost go like hand in hand. The, the same people that seem to lack situational awareness also seem to lack the couth to understand that the question of, uh, "Hey, what else do you do?" or "What's your day job?" or "What are you going to do when you're done bartending?" Yeah, yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, it's one type of question to ask to like a hostess who's sixteen. It's another question to ask to the guy that's clearly. Which you shouldn't be talking to the sixteen-year-old hostess anyway. I agree. He's got a, he's She's got, got a gray goatee. Thank like, you. What do you think? Boy, yeah. like, he's living his life. He's an adult. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm paying my mortgage. Uh, can you can you tip a little better than fifteen percent, Dick? You know, Since when was fifteen percent, Dick? Like, wow. Wow. Uh, industry standards. My God. I know it's. Yeah, well, I inflation's it's going up too. But I wouldn't call a guy a gas for giving me 15. I wouldn't be like, prick. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> if I gave great service and uh, and there was nothing oh wrong and the food came out hot and, Bro, and, hot and it's ready. It's not about your service. Dog, sorry. 1995 call. <laughs> your okay, reservoir dog's called you're Mr. Pink. So Put your dollar in this on like what you nah. do for people. It has nah, nah, nothing nah, nah, to nah, do nah. with you. I'm sorry, man. Listen, <laughs> Mr. Star of the Show. You know, all right. So, Mr. Dre. Mr. Yeah. Listen, we're making three thirteen an hour server pay, three twenty three an hour someplace a server pay. I I make money off these tips. Industry standard is twenty percent. I friend. hear you. I'm you just not going to call a guy a prick for fifteen. Ten? I don't five, know about that. Definitely. Someone throws me a quarter. I'm skipping it right back and landing it in the glass. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. I might have gone too far there. All right. Man. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little off. What if any of your listeners put up 15%? All right, question number two. Best tip, worst tip. Best tip, worst tip. Tell us about uh, the time you skipped a quarter across the floor. I've never. How many many skips did you get? Was it like skipping a rock? Did you hit like like 20 skips? I've literally never gotten a best tip. See, and this is your problem because Because you have low expectations. Because I'm an asshole. No, because you have 15% expectations. That's why. No one's ever come in. You know, sorry. It's like visualizing what you want in life. If you have 50% tip expectations, you get the 50%. Because this is a podcast, I'll let you finish. But what I will say is we like to interrupt on this show. I I hear that. I wonder how that's going to work for your playback. But... But I, I never, I, I mean, like maybe a hundred percent on, you know, some like twenty dollar bill, like nothing crazy. I've never like gotten a five hundred dollar tip. So. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, when I was like in the volume bars, like in the club bars, 
I was just as hammered as the people. So, like, if I did get a great tip, <laughs> I forgot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I've actually, uh, I've got a, a good tip story for you. All right, good okay. one. So I'm also out of the, uh, I'm I'm also out of the bartending business, but, uh, my buddy Justin and I have a couple Airbnbs that we run and, uh, the guests that just left, uh, I had to go jumpstart them before they left and they gave me a big old Mason jar full of apple pie moonshine, homemade. So that was kind of cool. The tips don't have to, to Mike's point, they don't have to be monetary. You know, I've told a story about these amazing regulars that I actually had at Cooper's, uh, Tim and Jen, if you remember. Oh, the guy with the sideways eye? Yeah, the guy with yeah. the sideways eye. He told me I was wrong when I told him what heterochymia was. This is going to stick with me forever, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what is heterochymia? Heterochymia is when uh, your eyes are two different colors. Uh, okay. And he was searching for that term, and I told him what it was, and he was like, that's not it. And I'm like, bro, I'm not, like, I know I'm bartending. Yeah, I and that's the chip I... on the shoulder about what are you really going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know I'm bartending, but I'm not, I'm not a slouch, bro. Yeah, I know but... it. You know, Max Scherzer, like, come on, like, he was, yeah, can, can we, you know, and I, 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 this is actually a really good example of somebody who always tipped like 30%, but was also a huge prick. Yeah, for sure. Huge, huge prick. Like he was making up for it. Yeah. Well, I actually think he, it was like, I'm paying you so much. I can treat you like this. I don't think. Is this a story about you having sex with his wife? God, no, I never, (laughs) I never, I never had sex with his wife. Hey, I mean, they sure as hell tried. They were really, in, you know, who they were really into was, uh, um, Jill. they were really into Jake. They, they had a Jake, oh. Jake Snyder, yeah, <laughs> Trap, yeah, I think so. Hey. Yeah. I think so. No, Good um, he gave me a set of Hankel knives that I still have to this day. Very nice set of knives, and mm. that was just like a weird, like, hey, here's a, you know, I want you to have these, and I was Amen. like, wow, that's a. A really nice. Seemed like you wanted to kill yourself. One of the gesture. Days. I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's what. Maybe that's the present you give somebody when you want them to fuck your wife and yeah, let them watch. Man. I hey man, I have no Jesus idea. Christ. See what um, else we can do with these knives. But uh, anyway, damn. all right. Do you have a worst tip story? <laughs> worst tip? Woody's Rum Bar, Baltimore. Oh, love me some Woody's Deck Rum Bar. bar. Overlooking uh, the Inner Harbor in Baltimore, got tipped. Probably 27 cents. The quarter story. It was literally like two quarters. Not in like, not on a table that I found later. It was two quarters to my face. Ooh. Like, here you go, man. So I took Do you remember a, how much the check was? Uh, it was after several shots of Patron. Um, oh, so God. I'm sure that Dr- it was. Drinking the top shelf shit and then giving you pocket change. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know what we're talking about. Do you there. happen to remember a gentleman named Charlie Parker? Charlie Parker? Yeah. No, dude. Does he play a banjo? Like, no, but he's actually from Dundalk, and he used to come into Cooper's when we were both working there. And uh, this is probably two months into opening up the Cooper's Jacksonville. And he's, you know, this was a guy that was, um, he had a regimen, right? He drank the same things every time. He only drank so many. He never went over that. And his bill was always like maybe 15, 20 bucks. He also never bought drinks for anybody else. Okay, Smart very, man. Very strict about this. Smart man. Now, this particular evening, he's buying, he comes in ordering Maker's Mark on the rocks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's They ordered, call that cocaine, folks. Yeah, he's ordering <laughs> Maker's Mark for other people, and those other people did also seem like they were on cocaine. Um, so anyway, can I just that take was a, a pause? That was a great story. Can I sto- take a pause for a call on that? Like, yeah. that's that's real industry knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Charlie comes in buying shots of Maker's Mark. I'm like, he's probably doing some blow. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting, a, he's getting right. a little extra this help. This don't sound right. This is a little out of the ordinary. Charlie's here, having a blast. It comes, it, yeah, he was having a party for sure. And it comes to the end, and I say, you know, here's your check. And I want uh, the check, no lie, forty nine dollars and fifty cents. Still, they didn't get crazy. They wow. only had like, 
Yeah, wow. he probably had like four, like four of them, right? Forty nine dollars and fifty cents. He gives me a fifty dollar bill. Okay, mm. he's so twisted. He doesn't know what the what the what the actual. He probably thought he was paying you a yes. great tip. Yes, he was you like, here, here you go, and gives me gives me a fifty dollar bill. I make the change, which is the two quarters, and I hand them back to him like this in my in my two fingers. And he sees them, and he immediately freaks out and jumps over the bar and tries to like physically fight me. And I'm like laughing at him as as people are like kind of like shuffling him back out around the corner of the bar, like down there. Yes. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what is going on? I, I ran into him years later. He turns out he's also a uh, regular at Ocean Pride. And I go, Charlie, what the hell ever happened that night? And he goes, he's like, you were rubbing the quarters in my face. You were rubbing them in my face. And I was like, even if I was. You tipped fifty cents on a forty. It's not the first time I've heard a story like this about Steve Haley. Let's be real. <laughs> All right, look, I have. A I pro- mean, you want to hear? This okay. isn't even a story. I don't even know the context. All I know is I was hanging out with a buddy last week. Just got into town. Oh yeah. I said, hey, I got a. F-. He lives by the place Steve works at, Das Bureau. And I said, hey, I got a buddy to bartends there on Friday. They were like, what's his name? What's he look like? And I told him. And he was like, yeah, I know that guy. He called my cousin a piece of shit. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh, well, that's definitely him. That's definitely him. I've never him. called anybody a he piece probably, of I'm, shit. I'm I don't believe exaggerating a little bit. But, like, I might. he was basically, like, calling them assholes. Like, that word definitely was tossed around. Really? 100%. And that's, that's why I'm like, The guy probably Charlie, tipped 15% or something, yeah, man. Charlie had every right to be angry. Charlie had yeah, every bullshit. right. This guy. This guy. Well, uh, thank God I didn't get knocked out. Is, another, is there another question on the gauntlet? No, yeah, I was going to say, that was a, that was a great question. Traditionally, traditionally, gauntlets are like fast, hard, to the, yeah. you know what I mean? This of course, is well, yeah, three. but we, we asked you your worst tip story, and then Steve proceeded to tell yeah. his. So. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. even close to my it's worst tip even, story. I'm not a guest here. I'm, I'm basically yeah, the, Steve's the person we're my worst, get, my get, worst, get out of the room. Go on, get, get the fuck out of here, Casey. I was trying to add a little bit of color to the episode. My worst tip story is not even close to that. It was last weekend. This shit I don't want to hear it. Shut yeah. the asshole. fuck up. This shut, asshole, some dude's cousin comes into the bar, starts talking all this shit. Is that what they do? You're adding color. Yeah. All no, right. Question just number three. three. White dudes here. There's no <laughs> question number three. Worst drink orders. Uh, and this could either be drinks that you've been asked to make or drinks that a bartender has made for you. What about uh, what about like college night when someone's like, "What can I get for seventy five cents?" <laughs> nice. you know what I mean? And I'm nice. like, sure, sure, I'm like yeah. you could not get anything. <laughs> you want some dishwater you know and a shot glass? For I mean, seventy five cents, you could probably work with me. Like, I'll you ring out get a job here. Like that's what you should do. <laughs> Because then the beer is going to be free, and you won't have only seventy-five cents in your pocket. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Like I don't, because in the age of cell phones, you know, it's like someone asks you for something complicated. As long as you're not super busy, you're like just Google it and fucking mm-hmm. have a drink, man. Like just live your life. Like, but beyond like complicated drink orders, I think we're more talking about like drinks out. that are nasty things. Like yeah. for me, when I used to work at the beach, the the candy Corona is always the one that I was just like, the fuck, fuck is that? why. You just put grenadine in a Corona. Oh, oh, oh. See what yeah, I'm something like that. Something that you immediately pass like, judgment why? on the person ordering it. Why would you do this to yourself? Mm. Anything with or fake a bad lime one juice that... in it, I would say. Anything What's with it? what? Fake lime juice in it. You know, like a Mai Tai. Mm. Like any mm. any of those like island... Because I had to make so many at the yeah. rum bar yeah. that I... The only one that I truly respect is a mojito because it's just an amazing drink. And it's even yeah, when we sold great. half off, yeah. like... We would do half-off mojitos on Sundays, 
and I would have to muddle like so. It, I had to muddle so hard I couldn't masturbate that night. Like that's how I feel <laughs> in my head. Like I'm not even kidding. Like not even, not even a joke. Even if you were horny, you didn't I, want I, to. You no, I wouldn't. To. I wouldn't. I you wouldn't. didn't have the passion. I'd, for I'd it. cramp up. I'd cramp up. I'd get a Charlie horse. But but there's such good drinks that I'm like, man, I respect anyone who's who knows where their deals are. I really respect. Mm. That. Now that's a dedicated bartender, people. Like a guy who is going to put his own personal happiness mm-hmm. behind. Your drink order, okay? And you're not going to – you're going to tip 15%, Dick? <laughs> Are you serious? Unreal, unreal. I'm cruising for the tips on Mojito And this Sunday. is how – this is I'm why – enough. And this is why I called your friend's cousin a shithead last weekend because of this exact situation. Are you all right, man? I don't know. I'm falling apart here. I'm really a mess today. I don't know what's going on. All right. Mike, team up for number four. All right. Number four. <laughs> Steve, before we got on, Steve was like, I've got a real firecracker tonight, man. You better come prepared. And he's just falling all over. Steve, Steve is the firecracker. You know what it was? <laughs> I, psyched, <laughs> I psyched Mike and Casey so much up for this episode. I've been shit. This might be my worst episode in the entire time we've been doing this. I've got all nothing right. right now. So, yeah, perfect my, segue. My brain is not firing on any cylinders. <laughs> Question number four. Ultimate mistakes, fuck-ups. So they can be yours. They can also be your coworkers. Or, you know, maybe even if you've been, you know, going out to a bar and you've seen a server or a bartender, uh, you know, do something, just crash and burn. Oh, man. Do you remember, uh, have you guys seen, what's that movie uh, with Spicoli? <laughs> Who's a kid in Spicoli? Spicoli, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And you it's remember, Sean Penn. You remember Spicoli? Of course. One of my favorite characters ever. Kid Comes in the math class with the pizza. Like Spicoli? Yes. He was, What's uh, that kid's name? Uh, Ian? Is Spicoli the, is he the stoner Ian? dude? His name was not Ian. No, no, it is Ian. No. The brothers. No, no, the no. Brothers. Not the Not the brothers. Okay, so this guy's off. Cause we're talking about wait, Coopers, this, just right? so I'm so I'm clear, is Spicoli the stoner dude? Yeah, yeah, from Sean Penn. Penn. Okay, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a kid when we worked out at Cooper's who... He was literally like this dude. Right. I'm not There's saying it's no Ian. No way his it's, name was Ian. No, I'm not saying it's Ian. It was the two brothers' name. Matt. It was Ian's little brother. They both played um, lacrosse at Colgate College. Yeah. But no one here is going to understand that. He, so yeah, thank, thank you. All that. Give him no, a no, lesson in podcasting. What, what, what did you say earlier on? Great. A lot of useless information <laughs> here. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you guys. No, no. Let me tell you. Help us out. Stop. Let me tell you both why you can fuck off. Because unbeknownst to Casey, the guy he's about to tell a story about has been talked about on the show. Okay? Who? Jill talked about him. No, I did. There was a. Did, bar- you, did you tell the story? There was a barback who once came up to me at Cooper's and asked me, where is Chardoni on the beer list? Mm. And it is this person mm. that you are about to talk about. This is a great so person. So go ahead. If anyone can track God him damn down. It. If anyone can. But the whole thing about this, Steve, is you could have told us that part. Without going into like that, he played lacrosse. He played lacrosse at Colgate College. Yeah. College. Honestly, that might help us. I'm so happy. Circa 2014 through 17. I'm maybe. just surprised my <laughs> man made it out of high school. That's that's really what. And I would love to shake his hand. He did if look he's like he's alive today. Because the fact that he made it as yeah. long as he did is a testament to his. He will. said Chardonnay. I'll tell that. This kid, and this is me, like as a super good bar back, right? Like I was a okay bartender. I could move fast do high volume, but I was a great bar back, right? Just because I had so much work ethic. So I knew how to do it right. And I teach this, I taught all these like 16-year-old preppy white kids in Hunt Valley, Maryland. For those of you who don't know, it's where the rich people live. It's the opposite of And as a kid from Dundalk, I hate the rich people. (laughs) Even though I may or may not now be one, I'm so just, I still, I hate myself when I look in the mirror. 
So <laughs> this that kid, happened before you had money. This though. kid, <laughs> that's true, 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 for sure. So this kid, I'm teaching him how to, you know, work, like do all this stuff, and he takes out, you know, there's a big stack. And for anyone who doesn't know, like in the bar cooler, in the beer cooler, you stack up the wine. It's all in cases. It's you know six or seven or eight high, whatever. And if you're pulling wine bottles out, you obviously have to like take out the whole box if you're gonna take out some bottles of wine, right? It can't like we've all played Jenga, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know what happens when it gets a little risky, yeah. And mm-hmm. you gotta go for the the ones in the lower. Third you're talking of the about snack. like maybe pulling wine bottles out of a box that is like in the middle or My something. My man, yeah. we had a stack of wine like I would say probably like eight cases high. And probably you need the one in the middle. No case. more than yeah. four up, so no more than halfway. But on the bottom side of halfway, this kid took six bottles out and thought so the cardboard was going to hold. Like, yeah, and we're watching, we're watching the cameras. Like I'm sitting there in the office, and this is live on camera for me and no one else, right? And I just see this, and after he takes them out to to leave, he has to get wine from like underneath of them. Oh, so, like, man. he's under the pile, hunched on it. And I'm literally looking <laughs> at his back and this thing just, like, tipping, slow fall, and just, like, eats him alive. I'm talking, <laughs> he flattens out. Like, like a banana, the kid falls over. It was amazing for me, but that was that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know, That's great. To be completely honest. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was like Ultimate Jenga. That is yeah, a perfect it was, way to describe you know, it. Like Jenga with all the I money that I was that. in it, charge this of. Has to be, this has to be the same guy because the guy that you're talking about did look at I never even realized until you said him. Like, yeah, he looked just like Spicoli. He had that weird he dead He wore dead baggy dad. shirts before they were cool again. <laughs> yes. Like that, my man was like trendsetting. Yes. He was wearing <laughs> baggy clothes before Justin Bieber started wearing baggy clothes again. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this kid knows what he's doing, except yeah. every part. Everything of else. Every, everything else in his life. Fashionista. Yeah. But I just bet like... if you gave him a surfboard, he'd crush it, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that is an incredible ultimate fucked up. Do you have any of your own? I have to Ooh. imagine that you you know, you know, never made a mistake in this business, but I'd love to hear an example of one. Um, yeah, let me think. Oh, yeah, I have a good one. I thought about this a lot. Uh, so when I was working at this place called... Am I allowed to name drop? Or yeah, no, no, please. Okay. We want to promote these, especially if you look, like them. Yeah, if you I'm hate them, this whatever. place called Tell Sunset Cove. It's yeah. uh the place where I did a lot of crushes, got uh got carpal tunnel, all that. It's good like stuff. a waterfront bar. When I left Cooper's, yeah, it's like a riverfront bar. Let's be honest, but does a <laughs> shit ton of volume. You might not know. Shit Rivers are made of water. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Didn't know we had a science teacher on the show. Um, anyway, so. When I left Cooper's as a as a manager, I got a job at Sunset Bar back in and instantly made thirty thousand dollars a year more. So, just so y'all know, doesn't matter what your position is, you can make good money doing anything in a restaurant. Well, one night I was like super high on Adderall because that's what we used to do. We used to work sixteen hours. The straight. kids are still doing that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't saying that's what we used to do. Like people don't do it anymore, Steve. <laughs> I I figured Adderall was still around, but I was just like saying what we used to do when I worked at the bar. Thank Sorry, you I'm gonna for shut interrupting up, the I'm story again. You're not firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I'm just trying to get this out during the gauntlet. Like let's get through the gauntlet, Steve. So I'm on Adderall, right? High as can be. Like I'm on my probably 14th hour so it's like 10 p.m 12 p.m something like 12 a.m something like that 
So it's time to like restock the bar when it gets a little slower. And I'm out here. Use what we used to do was we would carry uh, four 18 packs because you can carry like two in each hand, right? And I'm all stoned and thinking I'm fucking God's gift to bar backing. And I try to like carry six 18 <laughs> packs at a time. And I like I put them sideways and so I jenga them. I mean, yeah, jenga is a theme of this show. Yeah, I jenga'd them, right? <laughs> Boom, and then two on top, and I could barely see. I'm like, I'm only 5'7", so these things are up. And I'm like looking around, and I hit, I'm walking out, I hit an extension cord on the floor. <laughs> an extension cord. In the middle of this high volume, like yes. everyone's running through here yes. with ice, there's an extension cord. It was also taped to the floor in the restaurant's defense. It was taped to the floor. <laughs> I just, it was one of those things where you hit it just right. Like you, you know, I didn't land on top of it. My just, my toe hit and all six of them gone. I wow. probably, oh, man. there was what, 18 times six? You, someone do math. But there was at least two 18, like at least 36 beers just on What the night floor. of the week is this? Like, talk, I mean, obviously. This is a Saturday. About, this, oh, is, yeah. this, is, this is busy enough to where I left them. Really? Oh, wow, yeah. yeah, for like until I like could get back to him, I was like, "Hey, so I looked at the GM and I was like, spills in there." This was in the service <laughs> area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was in the service. It wasn't like people there, but got it, know, got it, got it, got it. It was. <laughs> I was like, you can't leave yeah, that on tough. the floor. I mean, I, I fell. It was great. It was it really. Was oh yeah, dude. And there was there was probably a manager sitting in an office watching it all unfold. So. <laughs> you know, that's right. And she's awesome. The manager's office was like ten feet from there. She probably heard it all. It was great. Thinking what an idiot. Yeah, exactly. What a stupid. She was probably like, he's high on Adderall. Like, <laughs> a fucking idiot. I wonder if he has any extra. Don't hit um, it. <laughs> number five, health code violations, which is one that is near and dear to my heart. I've seen a lot of these mm. over the years, and they always continue to shock and awe me. Um, I always think, you know what? I've graduated from restaurants that are involved in this, and then I'm surprised all over again. Mm. I worked at a uh, place that I, I won't name this name, but one of my last bartending gigs, high volume bar, Baltimore City, one of those like nightclubs, no food, opened up at 9 p.m., that type of place, right? Yeah, okay. And the black mold in the keg cooler in that place was like you would not know that the keg cooler was white on the inside yeah like it oh looked like God. a dalmatian in there it was <laughs> like it was so bad and we would still like shotgun natty boats like whenever we needed to like take a minute off of this like we'd go in there shotgun natty bows smoke a J, whatever you got to do to get through the night but like man just inhaling those fumes yeah that was that was probably the worst that i've ever, you ever had seen. a real tough night just go in there and just breathe Lick a wall for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, and ah. me now <laughs> yeah yeah came out of there tripping hard boy <laughs> yeah I'll tell that you, was man. also my first experience with mushrooms oh is that right no i'm just kidding did you pluck them off the wall <laughs> no nah, dude just little little scrape little scaffold uh, that's a amazing. spatula, that's whatever amazing. you want to call it. Don't, I, uh, listeners, do not eat black mold. Okay? Yeah, no, you no, will no. not trip. They're you will not die. That's not the type of mushrooms you want. What an unbelievable time to take a pause and do a little halftime break. We're going to fill up our glasses again. We're probably going to snort some black mold, and we will be right back with you shortly. By the spoonful. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. 
Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. All right, and we're back. What a halftime it was. Some of us had a dart, and some of us had a nice phone call with our with our ladies. Some of and we all we all got fresh drinks. And Steve, Steve, we love you, dude. You are you are an incredible host. Me. Yeah, I'm not patronizing me. you. You do such a good job. And I we're can just hear bo- it in your voice. It no, you can't. Cause I'm being genuine. You are you are a great host, and everyone listening knows it. And oh, we're just God. busting your balls. Oh God! So I look at him. Oh. I never wanted to throw myself off a roof so Come bad on, in buddy. my entire Come life. Come on, buddy. Right, we're look, having a good time. Just ask him question number six. Christ Almighty, here. All right. <laughs> uh, go ahead. All right. Question number six ratchet and crazy customers Mm. so you know the people that come into the bar that just cause a bunch of shit but we've also expanded this category to what steve memorable customers people that made an impact on you people that made an impact on made you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside yeah well steve's thin skinnedness aside (laughs) (laughs) you know we did a lot of work at this uh this one place i work called pbr was a country bar real shit kicking good time in baltimore and we did a lot of work with veterans obviously that's close to my heart but there was a dude his name was mike that's all i knew about him other than that he was a double amputee had both legs uh you know at the kneecaps gone sad story here on the gauntlet sorry guys uh for taking it there but it's all good you know that guy was probably the most memorable person I've ever interacted with in a bar because of the fact that not only was he just a religious drinker, like, I mean, when we were open, he was probably there, but for the fact that like, he just like took that shit in stride. And obviously like we see what we see when he's out and about and around people and all that stuff. But the fact that even that much of his life, he could just carry and find joy. And after like all that shit happened to him, like mm-hmm. that was just truly inspiring for me. Um, so yeah, that was probably the most memorable person that I've ever seen. Some people same are just rel- bar though, relentless. Yeah, I mean, what a fucking stand up. He's guy. got he's got that yeah. relentless spirit. Yeah. Did yeah. you really have to say what a stand up guy? Come I mean, on, man. I, I you know I was I was trying to finish <laughs> a story and I got interrupted again because I <laughs> I wanted to tell the ratchet story and that's all that came out I was like ah oh, I gotta cap this off like that was what I was trying to say. But, like, the same bar was also where we saw the most ratchet people I've ever seen in my life. So, like... Well, and this is... I'm going to interrupt you now because this is something ahead. I always forget about Maryland. Because Kansas and Maryland are on the same latitude line. Yeah. So, people who for, from different parts of the country may not know what to expect. There's a, there's a lot of country people in the Maryland area. Like, a lot of country music and country... I, I was so surprised to see that. Because there's not a lot of... You don't see cowboy hats and stuff out here too often, but I was really surprised to see, you know, that side of America. And it, I'd never expected it in Maryland. So, sorry to interrupt, but please no, continue. A lot of stand-up guys in Maryland. A lot of stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. Baltimore has, like, some weird, like, 
I'm not going to say hillbilly roots, but that oh was like... Oh, my God. Dude, there's still, like, farmland 15 minutes from the city. Like, yeah. in where I grew up, we listened to uh, we listened to classic rock, country music, and just, like, hardcore hip-hop. That was all we listened to. Like, that's what I grew up on. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a southern town. Yeah, no doubt. Not. No doubt. You were saying, though, some of the other ratchet crazies that were at PBR. You know, one of our uh, best guests we ever had on this pod who's going to... Uh, be hosting our new show, Tits and Tito's. Emily Uncle used to work at PBR. She told us a story about a customer who actually spit in her face mm. and then got jacked up by the bouncers. Did that she catch a... it with an open mouth? Uh, thank God. Oh, no. God. Thank Come God, on. No. She, dude, he actually <laughs> hocked a loogie in her face. He didn't yeah. just spit in her. He, like, yeah. literally did the. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Did, Fuck did that guy. Did she catch it with an open mouth? She did. <laughs> Come on. We're, we're going to have to ask. We're going to have to ask. I hope not. I'm going to have to say no. I mean, we're going to put a follow up out there to Emily and see yeah, what happens. You know, you know what's funny? It's, thank God. That I don't know in, what type of girl she is. I'm not going to make any assumptions. She, she, would, she would make you blush. That's the type of girl she is. I'm blushing right now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, no, she can hold her own, but I'll tell you. Uh, she, she went on to more than a few stories about how PBR seemed to really rope in. This ratchet crowd. Yeah. I didn't know that if you kind of yeah. saw that in any other vein. Mm. At PBR specifically, or yeah, I'm bro, sure I found you... people. Uh, I found people at PBR who took the couch cushions off of the couch, laid on just the like under couch cushions, and put the couch cushions on top of them for warmth. I also happen to be married to that lady now. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the fact that the bar has couches sounds ratchet as fuck. Every every nightclub has a VIP section, man. Come on now. Mike, you know what PBR is, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been there, no. Professional bull riders. It's 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 a it's a bowl oh is that in the what is it power plant or uh, yeah, power plant yeah, live yeah it's a bowl yeah. okay I've been there I've been there uh, club and bar I mean yeah. power plant live always has all these different theme bars there's cowboy what what's the other one um, devils and angels or angels and demons or something angels angels rock bars angels what it was rock called. bar right uh, they have uh, good try Steve no seriously they they used to do like angels and demons night where people would like he's dra- not firing it, on very thematic give him a break the Mike. point is they're very thematic and they have um <laughs> you know the, they have these live venues all over over the country i know there's kansas city live obviously yep. the one in philly is the one that a, a lot of people around the country know xfinity yeah. center got hammered there before. yeah it's pretty Ooh. rowdy pretty rowdy uh as are the people there i mean you want to talk about some ra- we actually have a uh del um a bartender from delco delaware county pennsylvania which if you know anything about that area just west of philadelphia it is has birthed and raised some of the most insane people on the planet earth and uh those are the type of like magic who? customers that like go to xfinity live like who who are the people? I just mean those? all of them that are from Delaware County are just like there's there, there's something in the water. Really want a little more out of you on that one. Delaware County and Dundalk, <laughs> basically the same thing. Is that good enough for you? That's great. I love Christ Almighty, Dundalk. Jesus. We got Steve on the ropes here. I, love I really him. am. I'm, I'm, all right, question number seven. <laughs> Speaking of on the ropes, please knock me out. Fights, arrests, and fires. Uh, this is my favorite category, personally. I love to hear about a good restaurant fire. Um, if you have one, if you don't, any fights or arrests that you've seen? Well, I've personally been knocked out uh, several times. Got a weak really? chin. Got a weak chin. <laughs> Got a weak chin. No, uh, I've, I don't know. So when I, uh, when I worked in PBR, there were fights, but I've only ever like had to be involved in one at PBR, and it – it happened when, like, I there was, like, a front balcony. And for just to paint this picture a little bit, like, 
the bar is elevated. It's on the second story, and it's about probably 30 feet up because there's like a really big restaurant underneath, right? So like you could imagine it being on the third floor. So I'm on the balcony, and there's these people getting into it. And I just so happen to be like I'm. I just so happen to be someone who works there. I'm not like a bouncer. I'm five seven, one seventy on a light day. Like after a good <laughs> deuce. Like I'm not a big guy, you know. And so like these people are going at it, and I was like, I just had to get involved because I work here, right? And I was probably a little like sauced up, so I was like, I could do this. And I put a guy to headlock. I'm like, got him, got him at a headlock. Fuck this guy, right? I'm gonna stop this fight. And this guy picks me up on his back, walks me over to the balcony, and all of a sudden, he's my only lifeline. Like, I'm oh my like, God. I'm like this, just like Get looking the at the looking at the ground. And then I realize as I look at this person, he's Billy. He graduated two years ahead of me in Dundalk. And I was like, Billy, let me down. Let me down. <laughs> <laughs> it's case. Like, went to middle school with this dude. Holy shit. Dead ass serious. And he's about to toss you over a balcony. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, if you know the person fighting, it's a great way to mediate the conflict because he let me go <laughs> billy's just like billy's just like swear to me <laughs> and yeah and billy's literally like 50 pounds heavier than me like and he's jacked like he spent some time in prison like usually, he's strong <laughs> usually when you know somebody that you're fighting with you you know that it's them before the fight no, yeah, starts yeah, that's usually a, that's a bit of an odd kind of coincidence is that the first time you've ever started fighting somebody and then realized that you knew them oh i've been in plenty of fights steve that's not i've only won a couple of them but i think like i don't remember exactly how it happened but like it was just like shit was going down and i put someone in a headlock like i didn't necessarily like i was gotcha. it's almost like the fight came to me like i was like doing something ah, else you know ah. what i mean you fielded that particular yeah like aggressor. i feel like i was like uh like gotcha. like bussing a table or something and all of a sudden there's like a fight on top of me and you just rope somebody yeah and i just okay. like yeah. like stuff like that happens in a busy bar um and yeah it was it was billy and i honestly like almost almost died but Way to take one but Billy, Billy was cool after that, after you recognized him. Yeah, dude. Billy's he was like, oh, Casey, shit, gotta, what the fuck's yeah. up, man? Did you he's got a rock solid fight- jaw. He's good. Did you guys start fighting back-to-back like it was Miami Vice and you were Don Johnson or some shit, you know? If you were firing on all cylinders, you probably would have said some, like, Wild Wild West show because it was at PBR, like a country oh, bar. But, like, you really, nice. really <laughs> missed a toss-up there. Really fucked up. Really fucked up. God damn it. Cut that, cut that. I'm telling you, man. All my my only job is to chirp the host. Yes. Like I, right. I would be terrible in any other show. Like they, unless your job is to make fun of the host. It's all right. Steve and I are terrible on this show, so don't worry about we're it. Ter- nah, you, guys, you know what? You we're terrible are. twenty plus episodes in. Yeah, hey, we're still just hey. you know. We're just but you got a plant. That's, you got a plant that lives. lives that's on. not what you said before we started. One leaf for every episode. That's not what, what you said. <laughs> you know what? This plant, which I named Javier, is the only plant I've ever kept alive in my entire life. Slightly okay. racist. And I was very, very, very <laughs> proud of this plant. I was very proud of this plant until Casey came in and told me, it's getting too much light. It needs to be in a bigger pot. You should cut that off and propagate more plants. I said, let me just add. It's, got, let, it's let one me raise, string of plant. Like, let it me looks raise my son's. Let me look it at looks it. like he's trying to grow Christmas garden. Like, I don't know. I thought, honestly, bro, I, I can see it in the background. Yeah. I thought it like I thought he left a window cracked and oh, it just like came in from outside. In, you know? <laughs> Something that's trying to migrate, like the outside's coming. Like, I'm proud of him. This thing is literally like one eight foot long 
vine. He's a beauty. Like, that's it. He's a beauty. Like there's no other sprouts coming up. Like it's just one vine. That's right. He's my son, and he's he's thriving. Okay. Um, speaking of you named your son how there. you make children, question number eight: sex stories. Tell us about how this business creates mm. friction between motherfuckers. Friction, like what? From you know between it motherfuckers. You're behind, the, you're behind the pipes. You know, you, you're mixing pipes. it up. You're working hard. You know, uh, so you, many pipes in front of me. Yeah. Bartending. Ah, yeah. oh, can't handle all the pipes. Um, I think it's a great place for single people to work. Yeah. I met my I met my wife in a bar. That's mm-hmm. a dead ass serious. Not working. You alluded to together. that on the last uh, question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was working at PBR. She or she did lot, like a ago. she did like a guest shift oh, at, okay. at PBR. I didn't know that. And and well, she worked there when she was like eighteen. And oh, okay. At the time, she was probably I don't know twenty four. Sound like she was like, you know, cashing AARP checks or anything. Like, <laughs> she's like, you know, she was still young. But, um, <laughs> you're telling you're telling that people that I'm, I'm that providing. That one was a slow burn. You're telling people I'm providing irrelevant information. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody's laughing though. All right, that's the difference between what I say and what you say. So, needless to say, I've had a lot of fun as a single bartender. But I'd I'd like to focus this story on one of the greatest things she's ever done. And I'm not gonna say her name because this is maybe an embarrassing story. But so I meet this girl at a bar, and if you have worked at a bar or if you're like ever thinking about trying to figure out how to like talk to women or the opposite sex or get more attention or love like all you have to do is work at a bar because you're non-threatening you're just a person doing their job you're a person who probably is like moving around you're a little glistening if you're (laughs) you know if you're like in semi shape like you look good while you're you're a your poetry in motion you're is right. a bartender, you're right? right? Yeah, as long as you don't suck at your job, right? Mixing up that sweet libation. Absolutely. And, yeah, you are delivering the party to the people, right? So this girl walks in, and I'm talking like I was just floored. And, I I mean, like, I we've all had sex with some good-looking ladies in our lives. <laughs> but I was like, man, that girl's hot. And, like, all the guys that worked at the bar were like, yeah, I'm going to tag that, man. I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit that shit, man. And all of a sudden, like, a couple weeks goes by, like, she worked there a couple more times, and she's on, at at PBR, there's a mechanical bull. And all the girls that work at the bar have to ride the bull with no hands. They have to. They have to. Like that they, seems a little sexist. I'll be I'll be honest. I don't know. Have you seen the uniform? It's like a bikini top and booty shorts and chaps. Okay, right? fair enough. They knew what they were getting into. Yeah, it's like you went to Hooters and you were like, "Hey, man, you should treat these people more equitably." <laughs> I want to wear a turtleneck. Are there Hooters yeah. turtlenecks? Like I had to, I had to bartend without a shirt on. Like ugly bald dude. You know what I mean? Like just lump of meat. I'm like in the back with a like a. Like a fucking you plaid, plaid a yeah, plaid vest, bro. Like, <laughs> swear to God, like sleeves cut off, all my trailer trash you tattoos probably look, hanging out. Like, you probably look like gross, you probably look right? Like a fucking rifleman. Yeah. Hopefully. There you go. There's Hopefully. a reference. Hopefully, right? So this girl's on the bull, no hands, right? And every time the bull spins around, she's like whipping her hair and like staring right at me, like boom, looking at me. Boom, looking at really? me. Boom, looking really? at me. I'm I'm standing there and I get a boner. Like no no joke. <laughs> I had to like there's no stools in this place. It's a club. I got I got a like I had to sit down. Like 
and just wait it out. I had to wait it out. So needless to say, I text her at 3.30 in the morning and ask her if she wants to get pepperoni pizza. And the rest is history. We had a one-night stand that lasted going on six and a half years. So now well, we're married. You know? Congratulations. Thanks. So all I got to say with that is you can have plenty of meaningless sex at a bar too. But you might also find the love of your life. Yeah. Oh, this show is all about positivity, folks. You know, that's the, that's, that's the thing about the Bartender Rant podcast. It continues to surprise us every single oh, he time. Thought I was, he thought I was coming in with some every bangers. But no, no. <laughs> no, I that's like that one. one. That's good. That's no, good. That's a great one. Listen, everybody has um, – we've had plenty of guests that say, I don't have any – I don't have any answers for this. Please don't out me with my significant other right now. We've also had plenty mm. of people I come on plenty. and tell horror stories. Ooh, she knows. Um, I got, uh, I got prepped. I got prepped. She saw the questions. And she was like, let's talk about that yes, one. Yes, yes. She was like, you better not embarrass me. Yes. And I almost said a story that would embarrass when, her. When is she coming on? But that's for a different When day. is she what? coming on? Oh, my God. She would be great. She would crush I, it. I have, her, I have her funniest story. She has the best. She has the best, like, mistake stories. Because, like, oh. when, when girls bartend, when ladies bartend, when women bartend, sometimes they just get, like, hired – off their good looks, and there's mm. nothing wrong with you that. You put that so much better than we usually do. But like, <laughs> but like, God. they'll get thrown behind the bar with zero training. And imagine you're like 19, and someone's like, yeah. "Hey, can you make me a martini?" You're just like, "Yeah, sure, let's. All right, bye." You know, you like come back with something. Yeah, exactly. And then they tip you ten dollars on a five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? That's the thing. A man can't be bad at that. And yeah, exactly. It. Well, someone's got to make the drinks, bro. Yeah. Like. <laughs> no, uh, you know, Sydney came on here and crushed it. And I know that she is a friend of a uh, friend of your your wife. And yeah. uh, and I think that I think we need we need to have more. Um, we've had some amazing females on here, but um, there are certain people that just have the personality. Yeah. right? the personality yeah. for spoken word. And so mm. uh, maybe maybe all those stories. Do you think you're one of those people? <laughs> I don't feel like, <laughs> don't feel like one tonight. Oh my god! I feel like my brain is not sending the right signals to my tongue. Like I've gotten tongue tied like six times. Should have done a crossword, bro. I should have gotten drunker before I came on here. I don't know what I, I don't know what I was thinking. All right, please. I, I just want to keep going so that we can get me out of here. Okay? <laughs> Question number nine: like, Bar me. hazing pranks and games. All right, this is uh, Mike and I's kind of favorite category, yeah. I think we can well, say. Well, you, you already said that uh, Fights, no, 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 Rest, and Fires one, was your the, favorite. The one but... I think that's nearest and dearest to our heart, I love Fights, yeah. Rest, and Fires, but this one is how we really pass the time. Yeah, the well, this this really, this really speaks to the camaraderie of the people that are working at a yeah. certain place. The different stupid little games and pranks that they play on each other are... Yeah, I, I love those. Those are some of the best memories I have about working with you, Steve, and those other assholes that we know. Oh, you know, yeah. just the stupid shit we do to pass time and fuck with each other, you know? You're the philosopher in the group, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, my, my, my favorite one is is probably, uh, it was like, not necessarily a prank. It was more of a, like, a just a slow burn haze. So when I worked at Sunset Cove, um, there were... You know, I was like a one-season person. I only worked there for one year, and then because I got this like this kid that I actually managed at Cooper's, his mom's company needed someone. So that's like that's that was my exit out of the industry was after that summer. But there was a guy there who'd he'd bartended in Ocean City at Secrets when it was like the only place to go. Right, like he was probably in his forties, 
working at Sunset Cove, like at the best, uh, the best bar, the best spot, like the OG bartender that you're just like, that guy knows what he's doing. This motherfucker didn't say a word to me for five months. Really? Not a single word. If he needed Miller Light in his cooler, he would point at it. Like, you didn't get <laughs> talked to. So, like, you didn't, he didn't talk to me at all. Damn. Not, I'm not even That's kidding. Big time. I'm not even kidding. I'm saying, like, not a word. Like, not a chuckle, not anything. Like, did, didn't did you take that as, like, did you kind of take that as a slight? Did you take it personally? I was in the Marine Corps, bro. Like, I had way worse shit happen. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not, Fair enough. I was like, all right, he's a grown man. He doesn't, like, he doesn't, he wants to make sure I last, you know? If I work here three weeks, like, obviously, doesn't want to waste his breath. Little douchey, but I'll take it, you know? <laughs> so, Sunset, like, Sunset would host uh, a couple days in Ocean City in November every year. Because Sunset was a seasonal bar. So, like, you would work until, you know, the, what, whatever, what's this? Labor Day? Yeah, Labor Day. I was, you, you were, we're on the same page. You got me. <laughs> and they would, like, give you a couple days, kind of all expenses paid in Ocean City, which, not that many expenses in November. So, like, they were doing a good thing, but wasn't like they were putting us up in the wrist. It was just incentive to give your summer away. 100%, That's all it was. 100%. 100%. But it was great, though. Because at this weekend, the man would not... He wouldn't even leave our hotel room. They got us, like, a hotel room for just the barbacks, you know? And he was, like, in my hotel room the whole time. It was I was I felt so what? happy that Interacting I was, like... Interacting with you? Being, like, Yeah, yeah. Like, I was... By the end of the summer, I was, like, part of the crew. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. He was, like, in so my room. So you made it. Yeah, I made it. But it was weird yeah. when I made it because he'd be like in the room at like 9 a.m. like drinking a Miller Lite. Like, you pussies ready to drink. And I would just be like, <laughs> I'd be like is this making it? You is know? that when you I mean, realized that, th- that this man's entire life was drinking with his barbacks at the end of the summer? That's yeah, dude. That that nah, was he was like awesome, though. I, he was deal. awesome, though. Love that guy. I, I wish we could have had him on the show tonight. He works at Masoni's. Oh, yeah. Well, he'd probably be a better host than you. Yeah. Better guess than you. <laughs> I think you're great, dude. I think you're. God damn it! He probably wouldn't talk that much. You'd have no, to give, um, you'd have to bring him yeah, out. Right, just pointing the whole time. As yeah, I'd have to, he'd have to do twenty pods with me. Yeah, exactly. Me exactly. All right. Well, as we always like to do on this pod, can you describe him for me? Can you paint the picture? This is theater of the mind. You got to remember this medium. Can you describe to the people what this individual looked like? Oh my gosh, he was like uh, his, you know his, his dimensions. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to add color, all right? I'm painting a picture here. Oh, I'm just giving you a hard time. He was like uh, probably in my memory 6'5", but he was probably 6'2", max. You know what I mean? Like in my memory, 6'5", chiseled, just 250, stacked. Silver with, Fox. In yeah. Good, in I mean, shape. In so shape. I he, he wasn't, he wasn't shape. ripped. He was like uh, – he looked like he was in shape of like those old men that work out at the gym but don't do any cardio. <laughs> so like he yeah. was like straight up and down both ways you know what I mean like yeah, if you looked yeah, at him yeah, straight on he wasn't yeah. like fat and if you looked at him from the side he wasn't fat like but a, it wasn't like like a Lego it wasn't like his chest was out and yeah. his abs were in like you a Lego I mean? it was like a like a rectangle yeah. on all sides yeah. and then he had a nice like strong buzz cut salt and pepper hair <laughs> fresh shaven Oh, really? Yeah, I had him yeah. with a beard. Fresh shape. Takes his job very seriously. Was it, can I ask you, is he the type of bartender that wore an apron? Or no. like one of those... No like, one wore an apron at Sunset, man. I, Except the servers. Like, okay. we would we would wear board shorts to okay. work because we would literally hose each other off in the middle of the day. Is he the type of guy... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow, like, slow down. Explain that. What, 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 
Do we need to go back to sex stories? What's no, going no, on? No, no, no. It here? wasn't a. That was more like pranks. Because on. So, like, you would was work it on, though? Yeah, was it though? <laughs> so, the, the team that worked basically Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Sunset Cove, like, they would work. That was just there. They might work in a different bar, but, like, that, those were You're the people that worked, weekend. right? You were there all weekend. 16 hour shifts because no one was there during the day and everyone was there at night. So, you had to work both shifts. That was the only way to make it equitable. If you're on the labor relations board, piss off. We all were there on. on <laughs> we were all free. That's how you make money, bitch. But on Sundays, you know, you worked 50 hours in three days, and it's hot out. It's the middle of the summer. It's a little lazier. So we would just, like, we just made a rule that on Sundays, like, you could get doused with a bucket of water at any moment. <laughs> so, like, you would come in and put your cell phone in a – like behind the bar because like you even knew as, that you might even get as hit. a bar back you'd be like my phone's over here everyone's phone's over here and you it was just like game hit. one yeah because we had full-on hoses we would like was anybody ever man enough to to hit this bartender you've been talking about fuck no that guy would <laughs> dice you up bro like i didn't at that point like i didn't know if he was serious or not like he cut i didn't you know up I like a lemon or a lime right yeah exactly well, all right so so in lieu of describing him Further, what would you say his name? Don't say his the real only thing I could do to describe him further is tell you how big his dick was, bro. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Can I you? Know. Okay, I was a, yeah, but was I, I'd venture to say that it was a. I mean, it was a honker. I, I he he had that, that big dick energy, huh? I bet. I bet it was a honker. Why am I feeling like the story you're not <laughs> allowed to? <laughs> Could, could you imagine if a woman said that? You got a honker in there, baby. <laughs> Why am I feeling the story you're not allowed to, to tell him. is about the time you actually did hose off his dick, you know? <laughs> um, no, can you That give... one didn't land. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, give us an idea of what his name was if you don't want to give his real name. His, well, his name was Gooch. He was, his name was not Gooch. I, I don't know what his real name was. That's what everyone That's called. all you knew. <laughs> really Gooch? I have no idea what his real you name was. You got to hose off a guy named Gooch. I bet... His Facebook was Gooch. Like, his no, Facebook it wasn't. wasn't no, I Gooch? swear, look him up right now. He bartends at Masoni's. It's, in, like the, it's in the town. The Gooch the Gooch is the part between the I, asshole and the balls, right? Yeah, you're right, but I don't know if it meant that back that's then. Like, and that's like the, so if you're called Gooch, you're either like a fucking, you're, you're an imbecile and everybody calls you Gooch because you, you can't do anything about it, or you're a hard ass that's and you spot. take that name as a challenge, yeah, right? Yeah. That's your and, and you can... Yeah, no, nobody's gonna fuck with Gooch, it's right? It's like a man named Sue, right? You yeah. Know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. exactly. A boy named Sue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for correcting that. I was like, <laughs> my well, guy. Well, thank my you. God. Listen, I'm glad we dug deeper because we got to a second <laughs> hazing story, which yeah. is you guys just randomly at any point, if you yeah. worked at Sunset Cove on a Sunday, you get water dumped on you. If I you love worked the, in the sand. If you worked I, in the no, sand. No, no, but I just love the idea that people are coming in and checking their phones like they're going yeah. to a, yeah. a Derek Jeter like sex a, party. Yeah, like it was a comedy show now. Like it just goes in a bag. You don't see it till the end. That's crazy. Yeah. Would you, and you guys would do that in front of customers? 100%. Like it, see, that would, I would love that as a that, customer. If I just saw place, a bar back like, get doused. At that place, like the customers were not in charge. Like, and that's one thing you could say about like restaurant managers. Yeah, yeah, like, but so, the best ones are the ones that are like, no, no, no. Like my team knows what they're doing. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. the one that's probably out of line here. Yeah. <laughs> I know they just and squirted each other with a hose, and like someone threw a bucket of water on somebody, and you got a little wet. Like shouldn't have been back there. Yeah, it's also like that string of bars that's on the river there. Like 
it's kind of like known that it's debauchery will abound. You know, people are pulling up on their boats. They're getting fucking hammered. It's rare that a customer is really going to go out of their way to complain as well. No, it's you know, not. Well, I know it's not. I mean, you get sprayed. People with a complain wall. all the time. People are people. No, no, but legitimately, I mean, yeah, like, the like, difference is the managers would just be yeah, like, "Hey, like, yeah. piss off." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, piss off. Just well, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> this brings us to question Don't number come ten. Back. Michael, take us home. Final question of the gauntlet. All right. Well, I think we already you we teed up a good one earlier. I, I'm excited to hear the, yeah, the rest of the story. Absolutely. So, firing and quitting stories are what Steve and I so affectionately oh, refer God. to as getting eighty sixth. That's right. No one's ever eighty sixth me. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you've 86 yourself though. I've 86 myself several times um, last one so the, the townhouse one just to cap that off and I do want to say that to all the listeners I don't think it would have taken anything away from this entire show if I'd have just got through that story at that moment but hey <laughs> you know beggars can't be choosers I'm here just to give everyone that story you know I was walking through the dining room in an empty restaurant, we were not even open yet. Like, not 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 open yet. Like, it's 10.30 and we open at 11. Like, not open yet. Like, it's April 2nd and we don't open till April 30th. You know what I mean? Like, we're not <laughs> open to the public, right? And I'm, I got to go plunge the toilet. And the manager is sitting in a booth on her lazy ass. And she was like, you shouldn't walk that plunger through the dining room and i'm just like bitch i'm about to go plunge poop poop, and we're not even open and you're telling me how to do that why don't you put a plunger in the bathroom like a normal <laughs> fucking person telling me i gotta leave it in the kitchen so yeah yeah I which that's that the spot. bigger issue you shouldn't be leaving a plunger in the kitchen that's the problem the, i'm sorry like i don't know where it was health care violation number six <laughs> number six uh, or seven whatever Five. Five, sorry. My bad, my bad. But yeah, that that was that one. Um but my favorite uh Whoa, whoa, whoa. Favorite, so uh, sorry, so sorry, so sorry. did you, you so did you quit then? Is that what happened? Yeah, I just quit. Just just like, right yeah. then and there like she was like what you, Did you did you plunge it? No, I'd, I'd, I'd probably finish my job and just clocked out. And it would have been hilarious if you plunged her right in the face. She like... was like one of those people that would try to promote you when you like when oh, you went yes, to quit. I you know what I mean? One. And that's uh, a great segue for my when, favorite when I, quit when, story. When I, when I quit Colada, the the manager immediately started saying, I was going to make you a bartender tomorrow. And I was like. And you're like, yeah, bro. Cool. I've been asking you to make me a bartender for eight months, you twat. Like, I'm leaving problem, because Steve. I'm not making money. Like, you can't ask. You got to take it. You got <laughs> to take it. You got to take life by the horns, you know. <laughs> so, so other 86 stories. Uh, well, when I left Cooper's. That's man, a good That one. was a. So. I was like, uh, I was going to college full time. Not that that was like a big deal. Like, <laughs> I'm like saying it like, yeah, I was putting in 60 hours a week. No, like I was just working a normal full schedule. Uh, and I was managing Coopers. And this dude was paying me, he was paying me like 40 grand a year, right? And it just honestly, like, the place was an hour away from where I lived, and I was like, man, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm trying to go to college. Like, I was like, at least I can't do it for 40 grand, right? And I found myself, I was like sitting there. I would come in my, my college outfit, you know, tracksuit. Uh, <laughs> tracksuit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jersey Shore, represent. Uh, <laughs> but I would like go change in the bathroom, in the employee bathroom. And I found myself in the employee bathroom one day. I was in there for like an hour, like, 
dead serious. Just wouldn't change. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, man. Like, <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, doors locked. I was, I was like, just I have an st- existential yeah. crisis. It was like I had stage fright. Like Make I was just like, I'm not. Right yeah, there. I'm not sure. And I text my my boss, uh, that GM state trooper that we love, and I was like, man, I just don't have it in me anymore. Like I was like a, like an old bull that just like needed to go out the pasture, you know. And like I was making it, I was making it into something that it didn't have to be, right? But I was just like super burnt out. And I texted him. He was like, "Can you just like stay there till four? And I was like, "Yeah, man, I can stay." So that's obviously very anticlimactic. He gets in, I leave, and I knew that the owner wouldn't give me a raise to stay, right? I was burnt out. I knew I needed more money. I was about to buy a house. I knew he wouldn't give me a raise to stay. Because he didn't give the GM a raise after he said, like, he was going to give him a raise, right? So, like, this is the whole story about some restaurant owners are amazing people and others are just not so amazing. And on top of some not being so amazing, there are even some that are decent and stretch themselves too thin. Now, I'm not saying saying that's what happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this mother— I thought you were giving me the hand to, like, tell me not to disparage someone because he didn't want to get sued. I I was like, hey, I I don't don't want to step on any toes. I ran into this owner at a Wawa, like, six months ago. He forgot I worked for him for two years. Okay? He is a prick, and I don't like him. Super prick. (laughs) The point is, at the particular time, he had stretched himself way too thin. He'd opened up too too many restaurants too fast. In fact— you once said to my face, it's a great company to be with. They're going to open up three more restaurants 22, in the next man. three years. What the fuck you think? And I'm sure it felt that way. I'm yeah. sure it felt that 22. way. 22. I didn't know shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I led the charge on leaving. You're welcome. <laughs> and then it was a mass exodus after the floodgates fucking yeah, opened. See? Early adopters, folks. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> back to it. Back to it. So I quit. And this is how you know this guy was a prick. The next day... He gave every other manager a five thousand dollar raise. Nice, sick, dude. Nice, sick. And I was just like, <laughs> and then called me and told me about it. Of course he to did. To shame me for quitting. And I was just like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm definitely not working for you again. Like, definitely not. So that was. How, can we dig deeper into that call? I had no idea. He I mean, it was very, it was very brief. It was face. very brief. He basically had to introduce himself on the call. Like, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like. And it was it was very What'd it was like four minute call. I was like, I'm not no. I just it was. Did he try to get you back? Yeah, like what really? You, yeah, he was man. like, I gave everybody a raise from your former salary, and can you come back for the same amount of money? I think so. I mean, it was like five <laughs> years ago. Like I don't know. He was like, he called it out. He called out the money, and maybe he was like something like you should have just asked. And I was I was just sitting here like, what do you? So you could tell me no? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I know you're the same guy that asked me to get you black olives on your omelet, and our restaurant didn't even sell black olives. So, like, I had to go to a different place to get you black olives. Yeah. Like, uh, that is that guy. Not yeah. even kidding. I'm talking – I have so many good stories about this dude. Oh, so many good stories. Maybe for a different day. Yeah, Podcast we'll, we'll, we'll have to have We do have the Boilermaker tapes, so. though. Yeah, man. The Boilermaker tapes might be... So we, we're doing a new series where we have people on for a beer and a shot of whiskey, and they tell one great bar story. So it might be mm. an opportunity for you to come on and air mm. some... Breakfast bur- with Santa is a good one. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's a great episode name, Breakfast to, with Santa. We might have to write that one down. Uh, it, it would have to be me and another person, though. I mean... That's my, fine. My compatriot. My yeah. Breakfast with Santa compatriot. Yeah, we'd have to do it right. We'd have to In do it right. In the trenches well. together. Well, bravo, my friend. You've made it through the gauntlet. No oh, surprise. Wow. Hey, I, I would venture to say that 
you crushed the gauntlet. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been, I, I thought, I've been wanting to say that for, for like an hour and a half now. Steve's <laughs> just been talking. Why didn't you let me make that terrible joke? And, and I didn't think you'd be able to pull myself. it off. Yeah, well, I haven't been able to pull off any of the other jokes. It would have been, it would have been right in line. It would have been right in line with the energy that I've come with for this episode. Um, as we always do when you're done the gauntlet, mm-hmm. we like to do our cleanup. Any recommendations that you have for us, either on the show, on the gauntlet, on any restaurants, bars, beverages that you like, give us any recommendations. Yeah, that you have. your your time to shine. Anything we miss, anything you want to shout out to the people. We call it how's our driving. It's really a way for you to to to. to I've got a ton of feedback that show. we're not going <laughs> to. We're going to save it for the debrief. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think this is great. It was a great time. Uh, it was good getting to talk to Mike for a little bit. And Steve, you were here too. You know? <laughs> Just kidding, man. <laughs> no, it was is, awesome. This man. is every awesome. episode, but usually I have a certain arsenal behind me. But tonight, I'm just I I just got nothing, man. I, the brain is yeah. You're just outclassed. You know what it is? It's just outclassed. No, I figured it and out. Outgunned. It just dawned on me. Yeah. It dawned on me. You know, every other time we interview somebody, they're just some random asshole. You're like somebody I legitimately miss, and I'm happy to see. Oh, oh so I got you. Off, I got you off your guard. Oh, I'm so excited to you. see yeah. my. I'm so excited to yeah. see my friend. I'm feeling feeling sentimental. See, he's trying. He's trying to make us feel yeah, sorry for him now. Yeah, he's low balling right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. We could hang I out every mi- day. I just for, miss yeah. you, buddy. We I just hang miss out for you every day for three weeks, and this was, this is exactly how this would go, every single time. <laughs> yeah, probably every single time. All right. Any other recommendations for the people? Is this like where I get to plug my stuff? Literally, plug it all. Plug it all. Whatever right. you want to, whatever you want to talk about. So this is this is the thing that I want to talk about is my favorite neighborhood in Baltimore City, and maybe it opens up a broader little diatribe. I'll try to keep it super short, but I've lived in a few places over the past few years, and Baltimore gets the worst rap mm-hmm. out no there, doubt. right? And people from Baltimore also give Baltimore a bad rap. And that's something that just burns a little fire inside me. Because there's so much great stuff about where we live. It's great so time. many mm-hmm. beautiful neighborhoods, great people, rich history. And for anyone that doesn't want to contribute to the betterment of their neighborhood, town, city, whatever, if you just want to dog it, then just, like, don't. <laughs> Try to be positive. Try to be part of the solution and yeah. not the problem. It's just so, like, gut-wrenching to hear people talk about things that, A, they know nothing about, and, B, they're not willing to commit any effort mm. to to helping the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If I have to hear one more person from the county tell me how dangerous the city is, exactly. and then my question to them exactly. is, when was the last time you, you went to the city? And they the tell city. me 15 fucking years ago. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to lose like, my mind. Exactly. That stuff makes me so mad. I've, I haven't been here for three years, and I'm moving back into the same house that I lived really? in when I left. You know why? Because I love my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that neighborhood's Hamden. That's what I really wanted yeah. to talk about on this part. Yeah. Hamden is 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 little is a little like amazing neighborhood with great bars, great food, people who accept you. There's hims, there's hers, there's thems, there's blacks, there's whites, there's Latinos, there's Asians, there's whatever you want to call forget yourself, about the whatever you want to be. Don't forget about who? The skater punks. There's there's people there's <laughs> one of them I mean is there another skate park in Baltimore I have no idea yeah like there are no 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 I don't no, no, skate no, I don't no, know there isn't yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't know 
<laughs> but it's it's a really great place. And if you have been to Baltimore, you should check it out. If you haven't been to Baltimore, you should come check out Hamden, stay there. Wonderful cocktails at the Bluebird. Wonderful food at the food market. Some of the best pizza you're gonna get. What's your favorite pizza place in Hamden? Mm, good question. Is it's, it? You better. This is. I'm very. This is a controversial question here. Is it? I think so. Mm. For me. I'm well, you know go. what the thing? The, the two best pizza places in Hamden are both chain restaurants. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Go. Pauly G's and Beer Tech are both chain restaurants. So, that's that's a thing. What are you, what's in your Art head house, right now? baby. Art House. Art House is not the best Take pizza. Me <laughs> Take me like, home. Take me home. Art if House you've is ever, shit. No, it's not. I fuck with you. No, it's not. Love Art I just, House. I, it is it's oak. It's good. The Greek pizza at Art House will change your life. You're right. I just, as a person who's opened a restaurant that specialized in pizza <laughs> and worked with a person who makes pizza professionally for several okay, years. Apologies, is I just, better. I just want to let you know that Art House is not the best pizza. Art House slap. <laughs> Although, apologies. I, I will say this though, Art House is better than most pizza you will get in other places. Fair enough. It is just when you take a concept that is like art, sophisticated, feel it. Think it, talk about it, like that's what art is. Pizza, probably a little faster, probably, probably a little bit more intense than viewing art. You put those two together, and you know what you get? You get slow pizza, my friend. You get pretty slow pizza. I've had nothing but a good, good experience. All right, different question. There's never anyone Wait. in there. Anyway, different anyway. question. About, Hamden's an amazing. Place. Different question about Hamden awesome. because you named a, a few of these great places in mm-hmm. Hamden: Bluebird and uh, obviously the Food Market, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah, and you know spot. we've profiled Food Market and Food Marketa, yeah. which is their other. Yeah. Uh, their, they don't need any introduction. Their Latin just... restaurant, they're outstanding. Obviously, we, like thirteen point five wine bar. I'm a huge Luigi's fan. Yeah. Love oh Luigi's. my gosh, that was. If Live you would just let me go on about all my favorite. Well, go ahead. Places. Well, that, uh, that's what I was going to tee you up for. So yeah, go ahead. Just so a place that you may not know about: Chuck's Trading Post. Breakfast Dog, best, and drink. Best breakfast in Baltimore. Hundred percent. You don't have to. Te- that was a high <laughs> five on the podcast, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Are you ready for this? The people of the pod know one of our first posts ever is about Chuck's Trading. Post. Chuck's Trading Post. I, I'm talking. It was. It was like two blocks from where I lived, and it is just an amazing it's place. The best kept secret in Baltimore. Hell yeah! You can work there. You can get a bottle of wine there. You can get anything you need in that place. So good. So good. What that. are we looking at? Look at that. Oh, wow. You're showing me Look at Instagram. That. Oh, Look at that. They stepped their food game up, I'll tell you that. This that is, I mean, we love Chuck's Trading Yeah, it's an amazing spot. You should, you, should do, you should do a podcast out of We that. have been begging you to. We've <laughs> they been won't let you? I know, their, I know their owner very well. Um, is it a girl? Is it a guy? We've been. Tr- it's a girl. She, we've we've been trying to... Um, we've been trying to convince her. She's actually one of the people that's considering letting us do our first live recording. Why wouldn't she? I don't understand. Like, what's it going to... Have you met Have you met Steve? He's a little. <laughs> he's a little intense. I brought like, them a lot of business. We, we need to. Kidding. We need to film this here. All right, yeah. I've got three people well, that are going to show up. Do me a favor. And, Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to let Mike take over. You have you have uh, 15 seconds. I want you to name all the pl- 15, 30 seconds, whatever. I want you to name all the places in Hamden that you love. Just just the names. Just start reeling them off for the people. Waffy. Mm. Chuck's, obviously. Luigi's, we talked about. Um, Artifact Coffee, great spot, great spot. Um, and the last one I'll say, because we're getting up there, my wife's actually opening a place in Hampton. Ah, do it. Nice. Here we go. It's called the Sedona House. It is 
going to be a studio that specializes in total body wellness. So meditation, yoga, all the like. Just a very empowering space. Mindfulness. Specifically for women. That's awesome. Yeah. Really excited. A little sexist, but I'm down with it. It's fine. <laughs> I said the same thing, my friend. I said the same thing. It's open to all sexes. Sure it is. Sure it is. Excited to add that to the fabric of a really I probably cool got her branding off, really so cool please don't. No, 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 no. It's you fine. I'm just, I'm just busting your balls. But And I, I want to give a little context, too, because um, you know I'm from Kansas. And uh, Hamden was such a cool place for me to go. It was the first drag show I ever went to. It. What, what's uh-huh. the place called? Golden... Uh, Golden West, baby. Yeah. Golden West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I went with vegan, gluten free cafe. It's great. Spot. Yeah, I went with my buddy to Hamden one night. Uh, Andrew, who's going to be on the pod, mentioned in episode number one and first drag show I ever saw, and it was such a cool experience. It's such a cool little part of Baltimore. Um, and for people who are not from the area, uh, Roger Waters, um, and we've talked about this John before, Waters. but Her- John Waters, or I'm sorry, Roger Waters is from Pink Floyd. My apologies. Um, John Waters. Um, Hairspray, and then also uh, a movie called Pecker. Are you familiar with that movie? No, I'm not. Oh my god! So I've got one up on you guys. So you got to check out the movie. It's called Pecker, and it's about it's about Hamden, and it's about this guy who does photography and everything, and then he kind of blows up, and it's about his his journey. Um, I had literally got this. The only reason I know about this movie is because I was walking back home. In Charles Village, and I found a tote bag full of old VHSs mm. sitting on the the side of the street, and I took it home. And the movie Pecker was in there, and I believe it. I believe it's John Waters. You can double check me on that, but it's yeah. it's Sounds about like Hamden. Sounds like a John. Waters. It's 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 a great movie. It's it's very strange and quirky. Uh, definitely check it out. But um, yeah, it, there, there's a lot of history from Hamden that has made kind of a worldwide uh, influence. You know what I mean from that area Absolutely. because of yeah. of John Waters. So I think that's really really cool. The Beehive look in itself is a Hamden staple that is known worldwide and or at least nationwide I mean when you see quintessential pictures from like uh, of like a 50s um, you know uh, like woman who might be in her 50s or 60s it is that quintessential like Hamden look and so I I love that area of the city it was kind of like a lost area for so long and then it's just been totally revitalized and it feels like since you've been here in the last three years, it's blown up as well. I mean, we have I, I revitalized it myself. We have Nepenthe, <laughs> we have Nepenthe Brewery now, which is down there. In, I know that's a place. Oh my god, Union I've been breweries blown I, up. So, so I many lived other there when that place was getting built out. And Blue Pit it, Barbecue, which is one of is is a Blue Pit Barbecue. When I proposed, that was a, that was the meal I had on my proposal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's the best barbecue yeah. in all in all of Bar- uh, in all of Baltimore. No question about that. So. Mike, I, I do have a question before we before we break off here. We have one more recommendation we need. From. Oh. Okay. Do you have I'll, any bartenders you recommend for the show? Steve Haley, Das Beer Hall, Friday nights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be on the show. To be on the show. Yeah, yeah I already sent them to you. Uh, his name's Benjamin Moran. I call him Molasses Moran. One of the slowest people I've ever met in my All life. Right. But you know what they, they say: go. slow is smooth and smooth right, is perfect. something. Right, perfect. Ben Moran, we're coming for you, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. All right. For so sure. now, now you can say. Now I can ask Mike his question. Go ahead. Go sure. What? Uh, Shoot. What did you place in the drag queen? Oh, how it somehow I knew before you even <laughs> opened your mouth. You know what? I don't. I don't I think I can do it justice. Just him all night. Like I gotta. Like, I gotta just gotta you know leave, what? I'm, when it comes one. to when it comes to drag shows, I enjoy being a spectator. I just don't. I don't think I have the the stage presence to pull that off. That's honestly, fair. that's fair. Know, know your limits. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Know your limits. Right, now I am trying to think of who I would want to. What songs I would want to sing? Oh, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> 
Um, all right, this is our wrap-up, our closing questions. You did a great job tonight. We were so happy to have you on. And frankly, this might be a top three drink for me as far as the guests that we've had on. I didn't we've had some it. amazing drinks. This has been outstanding. I'm not a I'm not a vodka drinker. I mean, it takes something special to get me to drink a crush, even though I do think that they're delicious. But this has been fantastic. So mm-hmm. we always ask, why do you stu- still do this, a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? I know you're out of the business now. But what what was it that kept you coming back to this business? I mean, I, I think itch. I started with this. I think I started with the fact that it's just a place – like the industry itself and being uh, a bartender, not to get like super deep, but there's very little that you can do in this world where you can see the effect that you have on another person. And I know mm-hmm. that like it's easy to be like, yeah, the money and the party and the da 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 da. But like at the end of the day, if you're a fucking auto worker and you have a shit day, you can come into a bar and talk to a person like me mm-hmm. and I can pour you a drink. And then so those problems can minutes. melt away for a little mm-hmm. bit. Like that is such a great feeling to be able to give somebody, and yeah. that that feeling that you can kind of deliver happiness to people, but also the feeling of camaraderie that you gain just being in a uh, a super busy restaurant for those shifts of just like man, this sucks. Like this sucks, but it's all worth it, and we're all here together. Like mm-hmm. that. I don't know, like happy, happy, joy, joy type shit. Like it, it really does feel amazing to just be like have a team of people that you know and that you you like build that familiarity with after working with people where like mm-hmm. when Steve's moving this way, I move that way. And it just is it like, feels like a it's dance. all so it fluid. Really and it's just yeah. like it's, you know, it's, they all often talk about like flow state. It's flow state. And yeah. you can go find it every single day of your life. Like yeah. that shit feels amazing. So those two things are, are probably why – I have such an affinity for the industry yeah. and would always try to make it part of my life. It, it's something we've circled back to with so many guests is it, the community, man, Conne- connecting with people. So many people have come back to that, that. That's such an important thing. And I, honestly, man, I think that just at least nationwide, man, that's something that we crave and we've kind of lost in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I think the bars, you know, your, your local dive, that local place where, like you said, man, you can have a shit day. You come to the local bar and see your bartender and all that shit melts away and you get to just have a drink and just kind of, you know, just be present for the moment and enjoy your time with those people. So, yeah, I think that's really awesome. It's also great how small these interactions can be, but um, how big they can mean. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. And it goes and, and, you know, Casey alluded to it, that it can go both ways where uh, giving somebody else that joy or entertaining them for a moment or just serving them a drink and allowing them to take a sigh of relief from their day feels nice uh, for you and might also feel nice for them, but it can it can be so quick, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times when I walk into work, a regular is walking out, and we don't even have an interaction at the bar. We just have that, like, high five or that fist pound. It's like, yeah. hey, what's up, man? Have a good night. Like, it, just yeah. that excitement to see the people that are part of that space. Absolutely. Uh, and it seems so small, but it means – it means so much more. So, yep, absolutely, uh, I think that's a great example. Um, if you ever did open a bar, what would you call it? What would the name be, or what would the theme be? Um, you know, I was pretty pissed when I saw the movie The Dickens. For those of you who may have watched it, because I've often thought about opening a bar where you could just like have a bunch of books around, mm. and also just like be served drinks cocktails wines whatever i thought about calling it the library this is probably 
just a rip off of the bluebird on accident like you know how you like think about things and you're like oh that sounds like a great no idea. but then you're that. like and then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you check the internet and a hundred people have already done exactly, it yes, exactly exactly yeah. but like, i thought i was so much more clever before the internet came yeah. about and we i was like this, I'm, i don't know shit yeah, yeah we thought exactly. this podcast was a good idea and just this week, like 17 of our competitors have friended us on social you're not competitors wow, man means, we're all just doing our thing oh my god that means you're that means you're growing though like, that's amazing joke. like you should i mean that's Honestly, if I like, that's the thing about podcasts. I think is super unique to this industry. Is like, there's so many people on earth that like your competitors are really also just your amplifiers. Right? Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. part of the community. I completely yeah. agree. I totally yeah. joke about the competition. I think it's great that we're all talking about this business because we love it. Mm-hmm. We love it in the same way. So I would open a restaurant called Cheese, comma always, and everything <laughs> fucking cheese on it. And then, okay, what's tell me about this restaurant? It would, it would just be like a grilled cheese specific restaurant, right? But yes. like, obviously, there are those. And then I would open. Oh a, man, no, that's yeah. fucking awesome, man! You, you know, could yeah, do so I would, much. I with would that. open a pizza truck, and I would call it Ricotta Have Faith, and everything would get. Everything. God, this is like this is like the beginning of Bob's Burgers, where every you know they've got all these puns in every new episode. Yeah, I will say this: is if you did open cheese, comma always, you have to spell out the word. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Cheese, comma always. It, comma it never. Always. It never went into my head to like, just put a comma because no, no one would say it. They wouldn't get spell it. it out. They'd be like, cheese always. What is that? That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fantastic. I love that. Well, look, man, what a way to bring it home. Um, I could go for some cheese right now, frankly. Sorry, yeah, you put that in my some. head. But Always. what a drink. What a time. Thank you uh, for coming on with us. It's been an absolute blast. Is there anything you want to say to the people before we uh, – Thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate this. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. It's been a great time. Mike, I really thoroughly enjoyed your conversation. Steve, you too. Steve. You as well. Yeah, yes. yeah. And honestly, like – you guys are doing great things, and I hope that people like and subscribe, and this grows and grows and grows. Oh man. wow! It's hey man, the hey man, we're, you know what? We're we're only as good as our guests, and, and that's the absolute truth. Yeah, Steve and I have been talking shit to each other for years, and there's nothing there without some some good people <laughs> like right. yourself in the, in the mix. So frankly, we need <laughs> the fodder of a third person to just cut. The, <laughs> Don't call our guest fodder. <laughs> just cut the tension. I think Steve was, Steve was really the fodder. Today, oh my god! Well, listen, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dundalk, for birthing such a wonderful son. Oh, the sons of Dundalk. <laughs> what a hell of a time. Uh, if you're out there and you still have oranges left, crush them up, motherfuckers. We'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we release new episodes as often as we can. I'm trying, people. It's hard. I got a lot of shit going on, and I'm fucking lazy, so just give me a break. Uh, big shout out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast One you heard throughout the show and you were listening to right at this very moment. Uh, seriously, please go check them out on Facebook and Instagram and Spotify. Uh, show them some love. They're a great band. They're some really cool guys, and we hope you guys uh, enjoy their music. That is right. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along at Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify at The Barton Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review because we really need the personal validation. We do. Like I said, this is a cry for help. Come on, people. You know, give, give us some love. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp Podcast on Patreon. We got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the beer or the uh, fuck. Uh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, the we have tapes, we yeah. have the Boilermaker tapes. We have Ranch versus Blue Cheese. We have um, 
uh, some other bonus content coming that my brain is not uh, firing on right now. I'm really having trouble this episode, as you guys can tell. But we have a lot of cool bonus content going up there uh, in the next couple months. So yeah, please not, check not, it not out. Only, yeah, not only do you get some cool bon- bonus content, but it really does help Steve and I um, you know, get to go to more places and uh, you know, keep making this podcast grow. So uh, definitely check that out. Absolutely, and and you'll also get access to oh, sorry, uh, voting. You'll get access to our bonus content, have a, have a chance to vote on new episode content, and to receive a 10% discount on all of our merchandise, which we're going to need to talk about, because I don't know if that's going to work, but we'll go on. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll send you something for free. Well, I, I don't know. If you buy the merch, we'll, 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 fi- we'll figure out a way. And look, more than buying the merch, if you want to be one of our big tippers, a.k.a. one of our bozelles, Feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Look, we're going to shout out. Um, uh, I screwed that up. Um, <laughs> look, Mike and I do this because. Uh, let me back up here, people. If you want to be one of our big tippers, <laughs> a.k.a. one of our bozels, <laughs> feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Mike and I do this because we love the service industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. We are struggling. Both Mike and I are working hard to try to bring this show to you, to try to keep bringing you great bartenders, great stories, great content. That's why we have introduced Tits and Tito's and all the other um, stuff that we are now doing with uh, the Industry Night Jukebox. Or, uh, sorry, the Industry Night, the Bartender Rant Jukebox. Um, you know, things like the Boilermaker Tapes. With your help, we can keep this going. We can travel to places like Denver and Florida and, and all around the country and keep the stories coming, interviewing local bartenders from coast to coast. Anything helps. So please, if you're willing to give us just a couple bucks to make that happen, throw yeah, well, us a tip. It, it ends with the sentiment of, of this episode. We're, we're a community. I know we're small right now, but the, the people that are involved with this, like we love you guys, and we're so excited that you are enjoying this. And Steve and I genuinely love doing this, getting to meet these awesome bartenders and hearing these stories that we can relate to and laugh at. It's, it's fucking awesome. And if you guys like it, we're, we just want you to listen along, but if you want to help the podcast grow, like and subscribe, follow us on social media, you know, buy some merch, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But, you know, we love you guys, and we're just happy that you're a part of this podcast. Damn Skippy. Damn Skippy. And if you do end up giving us a tip, you know we're going to shout you out. We know Absolutely. we are going to talk about your favorite cocktail, wherever you may be. Um, and as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, Please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast. And we want you to stick around. And Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Jesus, Steve, get your head in the fucking game, dude. He took his headphones off. Yeah. He's well, not in the game, very clearly. No, he's not. How am I doing, Mike? Am I doing all right? You're doing great. It, it's funny. So, 
there's this uh we have this uh our, one of our og listeners uh her name is Brittany from colorado um she's gonna be on the podcast we're gonna take a trip out to denver but i actually was in colorado for a uh, uh, work trip and i got to go meet her and her boyfriend zach and uh she was like she was like i've been trying to think of a drinking game for the show and she was like, for instance, like, whenever Steve interrupts a guest, you take a drink. <laughs> so. We hammered in the first five minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's, we got to get his host out of kid up. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. You're throwing out I love you's. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Pretty serious. She ain't seen yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he can't he can't even he doesn't even have his headphones on he just sees me busting my ass off over here well i'm leaving this whole thing in the recording by the way this is all staying in for the people they, oh i'm gonna give them the real behind the scenes look about this fucking thing happening <laughs>